Alright, still no drops. <laughs> That's all good. It's cool. We don't need no damn drops. Mm-hmm. Real talk, real spit like I'm in the Gucci mood today. I'm good, nigga. I'm the hit, nigga. But the one on the street, nigga, I'm with for me alone alone, nigga. I miss this Gucci. I'm with me, nigga, before L, nigga. Besides the zone six, nigga. It's happening, nigga. You know it's good, Gucci, when the bait is all distorted and the bass is all... You can tell if shit ain't mixed. That's the best Gucci. Let's drop and my lyrics so fly. Every time the drought come, though my price is so high. Make some work to my dog, told him take it out there. Let's go. Let you get that cake, bring it right back here. I got trout butter, baby, I sip crisp, not beer. I got trout butter, baby, you can check my shit. Let's go. Hey, boy, dear, hope that why you sign this. Where I had that go by go out that one. This is Gucci before he was cloned. Mm-hmm. I got trap money. Recipe shorty low. That was a little more mixed. Back like we never left, nigga. But it was still Gucci. Hey, Walker, what up, homie? Yeah. Yeah. Nigga woo. My nigga Frenchy. Nicki Minaj. Shots up, nigga OJ Juice. All the people he just named, they ain't even cool like that no more. DJ Holiday running the wall. I feel like OJ the Juice was underappreciated a little bit. I'm starting on my day with a blunt of perp. No pancakes, just a couple syrup. Baking soda pot and a simple skirt. Skirt. I already know it's time to go to work. I'm back off in the kitchen working with a chicken. You get 63 grams for like 12. And this was on a mixtape, man. Pounds of perp, 50 pounds of midget. As soon as it's gone, I sell another. Let's go. In the trap house. In the trap house. This is some old Gucci shit, man. Trap house. Gucci man, check it. Chopper on the floor. Pistol on the couch. Good rich, so I never had a bank account. Jack is going in. Jack is going out. Made a hundred thousand in my truck. Let's go. Money kind of short, but we can work it out. Made a hundred thousand. Smoke weed, love to shoot dices. Say my lifestyle is again. I talk cash shit, bitches say I'm arrogant. Well, goddamn, 
you cock it in But at the same time, young homie jockin' slim Gucci ain't shit Bitch, I beg your pardon I'm independent, but I'm ballin' like a major artist I stay high like giraffe pussy In my trap house, smokin' bubble cushy Shout out to Gucci Man, man It was just a random-ass Gucci Man mix Never a bad time for Gucci, man Especially yeah. uh, old Gucci, new Gucci. I could go without sometimes, but old Gucci, y'all, it's always a good time for old Gucci, man. Yeah, man, that was a good time, man. This this Gucci was around maybe oh six, oh seven, oh eight, oh nine. Around that point, that's when it was like, man, this dude, you could play him all day long, and just yeah. a little, and just a little shit like back. This was around the time when the old heads was like, what the fuck is he talking about? Mm-hmm. Like, man, he ain't talking about nothing. But when you look at it now, this motherfucker was spitting, man. <laughs> he was spitting. He was creative. He was different. The the beats, if you listen to um, some of the Zaytoven beats, it was beats you never heard before. And it, it, it changed the game. And, and mind you, around that time, that's when Jeezy had the hard trap beats, the hard... Mm-hmm. The the uh the shorty red beats, so um it, it's crazy how that sound uh, um I guess that sound that Zaytova sound stuck around for like ten years, man. <laughs> yeah, and it is interesting because uh, like Gucci was one of those rappers who you would get clowned for listening to yeah. back in the day, you yeah. know, especially when like mixtape Gucci. Like yep. some, his lyrics were funny, but they first off his name was Gucci Man. People clowned him for that. Yeah, <laughs> fucking Gucci Man. What? Yeah. And then his lyrics were fucking stupid, fruity swag type shit. Like it was. Yeah. People thought that was like the death of rap. Man. Yeah, yeah. The Bart Simpson. Simpson yeah, the Shane. Bart Simpson chain. He had video where he's putting the blunt in the Bart Simpson chain mouth. Yeah. Like he was looked at as a clown by a lot of people, man. And yeah. looking back, it's like. That's a golden era now. Like now, yeah. these new niggas ain't nothing compared to Gucci. Yeah, so, remember, remember that infamous freestyle? <laughs> oh, my the, kitchen. Yeah, that that, that was the, the biggest YouTube video for a minute, man. That uh, the one uh, when he was rapping outside with the red rag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was a Smack DVD or something. Yeah, shit, think, man. yeah. <laughs> that was yeah, like the shit. yeah. I started to play that um that fucking song. But I wasn't sure how much you was into that part. <laughs> this part. And I got it for my deal. So what did that tell you, nigga? You feel y'all? It's Gucci man, look flow. My chain look, look like, like rainbows. Shout a licking at me. I think that nigga monkey. I think he don't like me. Walking in the, in the background. Yeah, with baby dreads on. Yeah, shout it low. Shout it low, popping thirty bars of bubbly. Yeah, I'm a real trap nigga. Bust it out the rapper, sell it to a trapper. Me and Young Juice, sipping 80 proof. Bark shipping 98, money of the roof. I was going to the atrium like a gymnasium. Beef like a boo. This shit was so hard back in the day, man. Now a nigga real straight. Got three point four mil, bitch nigga in your face. Pussy, you done heard about that, that the boy got the M's, that the boy got stacks. Me and Zay, we shitting in your face, Mr. Floyd said that butt cost 138, pussy. Alright, that's all I'm gonna give him. <laughs> yeah, man, classic Gucci. Uh, you mentioned uh, OJ the Juice, man. I kind of feel like 
he replaced OJ with Pee Wee Longway. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> I agree with that. Yeah, I, and even OJ in this video, man, he was kind of getting off on it. I don't know yeah. if you remember that shit, but yeah, he was getting off on it. Look, here we go. Hey, hey, man, I come from a long line of dope runners. Posted up on the crest, nigga, bricks and pound, homie. Yeah, you can see me all day. Street tell these some country niggas too. Still serving yay, nigga. I bought myself an ice chain, did it with no advance check. Bust a whole brick down, now I got them bands that nigga don't give a fuck. Posting with a Glock fall to see the cow counter, nigga, run. Cause it's a hot summer. Huh? Young juice do the damn thing. Gold grill, dog all about selling cocaine. A distributor, a real life dope runner. Put me on the crash, dog. I do numbers. <laughs> yeah, man. OJ the Jew main, Gucci main, Waka Flocka. They was like the the Black Avengers or yeah. the X Men or some shit, I, man. I will say this though. <laughs> I, I feel like OJ got a little watered down with the hey. Aye. Aye. Oh yeah, dog. He was really a gimmicky ass rapper, man. That's why yeah. I think he replaced him. Pee Wee Longway goes hard, man. Yeah, like he, he's much more versatile. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I think he had some other issues too. He was going through, man. So yeah, OJ. Yeah. I think I think what kind of fucked him up. He I think this. I think a lot of people go through this too. Is staying too loyal. Yeah, I think his thing was you know, and I can't knock nobody for that, but he I think he stayed too loyal. Because um, he really he he did a little something something, but you know he stayed loyal to Gucci, stayed loyal to Gucci's mom or not Gucci mom, but um, it was Walker's mom that was managing mm -hmm. them at the time. Yeah, and you know it it kind of ran its course, and by that time it was too late. So yeah, yeah, I think he could have got a chance where he went somewhere else, and you know had a longer career, but. I think it's. I don't know. I think it, yeah. I think he was kind of limited, man. Honestly, yeah. Like, he would have to switch his whole style up to have an actual career in rap because yeah, that shit gets kind of old. Hey, hey. Yeah. Okay. Like them alleys are fucking annoying, man. After yeah. Two songs, he he so. would. Yeah. He. I think he would have switched it up, but yeah. But um, clearly in this video he can rap. But no, yeah. I you think know, all, all the Gucci children can rap, man. Like everybody he put on, Young Thug. Uh, Migos, he kind of put on like everybody he put on can rap, man. He he has a good ear for finding talent, so mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, nice trip down memory lane with Gucci Mane, but now we got to get back, man. We back to the pre pre present right now. I can barely even talk. It's so <laughs> cold out now, man. Yeah. Look, we ain't used to this twenty eight degree weather yeah. in Houston, man. So all y'all up north and y'all listening, if anybody cross country listening and think we pussy. For being cold in 20 degree weather we ain't used to this shit man it's too yeah. cold i walked outside i couldn't feel my hands yeah. i don't know how niggas play football in this weather man yeah how it, do they do the, it how do you even run in this kind of cold fam we was talking about this i, I want to say a couple weeks ago how i shit back in the day we used to fucking go to the club in the full-blown bl yep. uh, blizzard and we used to be man. outside all winter <laughs> we used to be outside playing all type of shit, play football and shit. I'm like, man, I can't, I, I can barely walk to my damn car, man. And, uh, and today I had to pump the gas. And so, <laughs> oh, this is this no. is the this is the one fucking time where the clicker didn't work. 
Oh no! I'm like, what the fuck? Every time I put the clicker on, stop. So I'm like, man, what the yeah, fuck? To manually hold that yes. shit. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, as soon as I put the clicker on, and stop. So I'm like, man, this is some bullshit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you took your fingers off and you were stuck on that bitch like a fucking movie or something, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's cold out there. Hope y'all staying warm for y'all in Texas. I know some cities have some uh power outage issues. So hopefully y'all all safe, warm, sheltered, not driving around all crazy if there's ice out there. So yeah, y'all be safe, be warm, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. And we are back at it with another episode of the, the champs and juice. juice. <laughs> I can't I can't Jay Prince has such a distinct voice, man. I'm yeah. trying to get it down, but it's hard. Yeah. So I, I need to be I need to spend like a year out in the country the to really get that juice. delivery down. The gems and juice. I can't even do it right, man. He has that draw that I can't emulate, yeah. man. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. So you anyway, qualified. Back at it. You qualified. <laughs> so anyway, we back at it, man. A lot to break down. Some new releases uh, that we all listen to. I'm going to tell you all about our feelings on it. And we're going to break down all this drama going on in the hip-hop and sports world and give you our takes on it. Uh, quick wellness check. Figgy, how you been, man? How you? I, I caught a little bit of your uh, best of show. Coming oh, back okay. to the gym today, man. You sound good on there. I uh, appreciate you pumping up the podcast. Oh, like, yeah, man. yeah. I got to, man. I got to. Until they tell me I can't do that, I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> but, yeah, um, I'm getting way more comfortable. I never did anything like that before. Mm. And, you know, sports talk is a little different because you actually got to talk. Yeah. And, you know, I, I I learned to get more comfortable and, you know, be be more realistic. Because my problem was I used to bring too much energy. Mm-hmm. I used to try to feel like I need to be a little loud. I need to be quick. But now it's just like I'm just kind of chilling. So, you know, I, I'm chilling. I'm, I'm giving my opinions on shit. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I'm going right to the, you know, um, stuff that happened earlier. But, yeah, I'm enjoying it. I don't know how long I'm going to be doing this. Uh, right now, we, we kind of just filling in for, you know, the... Um, uh, Texans radio because they're mm-hmm. off until after the Super Bowl. Yeah, but uh, once once they come back, they they'll probably be on just for an hour. So I don't know what's what's going to happen back, you know, after that. So I don't know, man. Maybe I'm maybe just using me for filling <laughs> right now. Nah, I saw, nah I'm <laughs> sure they're gonna keep you in the mix, man. Well, actually, I don't know that because you know, yeah. <laughs> but you deserve to be in the mix, man. So. If, yeah, hopefully things work out. But no, nah, it sounds good. So make sure y'all check that out on y'all mm-hmm. drive home around 6 to 7 p.m. If you're in the Houston area or check out on the Odyssey app as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Good show by Figgy, man. I enjoyed it listening to it. So Appreciate that. Yeah, make sure y'all listen to it. <laughs> uh, without further ado, we do have a few new releases, some big ones and some not so big. We're going to talk about it anyway. Uh, we will start off with the reemergence of one Nicki Minaj. Um, I figured she had something cooking because it seemed like she was doing a little mini press run as of late. She was on with Uh, Kevin Samuels. She was on with Kevin Samuels. She was on Nice of a Nine of Box with uh, I don't know who the fuck was on there now, but she was on the box (laughs) and then she was uh, doing a bunch of radio interviews Mm. nationwide and yeah, she was on Kevin Samuels and yeah, I heard he kind of bitched up a little bit he didn't bring that same energy and of, of course, course he not didn't. Like, of who course could do not that with yeah Minaj, man. yeah 
But that, I hate when people do that because that just felt like y'all just frauds, man. Don't yeah. You, you can't stay stay strong in front of Brittany Renner. You can't stay strong in front of Nicki Minaj, and you just pump faking, man. You getting exposed. But yeah. I didn't actually watch it, so I don't even know what happened. But I'm assuming that's what happened. Yeah, that's what I heard. I didn't see no viral clips happening. Yeah. Yeah, that's so, what I heard. I heard he he kind of toned it down a little bit. Yeah, of course he did, With, man. Yeah. But uh, she is back. I'm assuming she's going to drop a new album because she has dropped a new single with Lil Baby. Um, still probably the hottest rapper for whatever reason right now. You know, he's still <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. And it's been uh, a good, strong some, three years, man. Really, strong though, man. Strong three years. You don't talk about energy plant, but that's another topic. <laughs> anyway. Uh, 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 he they, the song is called "Do We Have a Problem." Um, it dropped with a video. The video is like a mini movie. It's like <laughs> nine minutes long. I didn't watch the whole thing. Yes. There's a little bit of terrible acting in it. <laughs> I will say, sidebar: if you got a BBL, you cannot be acting seriously in anything. Okay, why not? Unless you unless you playing a stripper. <laughs> Dog, in this video, oh, I, I think I kind of see. I see what you, you're saying. If you watch the video, Nicki Minaj is supposed to be some kind of like federal agent. Oh going yeah, undercover. Yeah, and yeah, at I the beginning, <laughs> she's talking to like a, I guess a criminal or her boss or whoever. Oh yeah, and Tommy's in it too from Power. Oh really? Oh yeah, Tommy from Power is playing like her detective boss or whatever. <laughs> I, I skimmed through it so I really I can't even tell you the context, but dog, she looked ridiculous, man. Like she could barely even walk straight. Damn. <laughs> she's getting up and saying, "I'm on the case." Okay. And she's getting up in this giant ass just walks out the screen, <laughs> dog. I'm sorry, Nikki, you forfeited your ability to be an actress when you got that <laughs> fake ass and BBL and fake titties. It don't work. We can't take <laughs> you seriously. I mean, she's a she could probably act. Yeah. I'm sure she can, but just the body yeah. looks so ridiculous. No, yeah, no, I see what you mean. It's it's kind of like a uh like a porno movie. Yeah. <laughs> Where you see this girl, like this girl is playing a uh a doctor. And it's like <laughs> Like this girl titties is too damn big to be a doctor. Have you seen a, a fine ass doctor in real life? Yeah. Whereas like you know they look like a doctor, but they don't look sexy. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like you you it's not like damn this doctor ass is so fucking huge. Oh my god, it's not like that. So she can't play anything regular. Yeah. Like not even you know playing a mom or something like that. A, a mom in the suburbs. She, she yes. Had, she had to be the hood baby mama or something. Yes, or just a <laughs> rapper. She had to play herself. Because, <laughs> yeah, it's like Lisa Ann being a college professor in <laughs> one of them scenes. That's like, oh, okay. But <laughs> uh, shout out to Lisa Ann. That was pretty yeah. show, Lisa Ann. So we, we respect her. Yeah. But uh, so, yeah, the song itself. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the song, uh, Biggie, I'll get your thoughts on it first, man. I want to know how you feel about it. What do you think about this new single from Nicki Minaj called Do We Have a Problem? I feel like Nicki is, um, I was kind of surprised, uh, um, this being her, I guess her first single. Like this, this seemed like something she would probably hop on as a feature, but she rolled this out as her single featuring Lil Baby and it seemed like this is kind of, um, I don't want to say up to date, but it seemed like she kind of in with the moment, if that makes sense. 
So like, I wouldn't be surprised if this was like one of baby little baby songs, mm-hmm. and she you know bought it or you know whatever it is. This I wonder if Nikki is trying to go with the times now, instead of doing her own thing. I kind of like when she did her own thing. Because, you know, it got to a point where Nikki, whatever she dropped, it's like, oh, shit, I got to see what she talking about. But I kind of don't want to hear Nikki trying to dumb her way down to, you know, other people. Or I don't want her to rap over a certain mount, uh, a certain type of beat that everybody else is using. It seemed like that's what it is with this one. I'm not sure if it's going to work out right. <laughs> Maybe it, it will. But... um as far as the song, I ain't really have a problem with the song. I was, I actually appreciate hearing Nicki now. I know mm-hmm. we was critical before Nicki. Some was might have been a little more critical than others. <laughs> but um, as long as she been gone, man, I, it, it made me realize how much of a legend she is. So it was good to hear her. She, she still, you know, she still got that flow. And a lot of people, you know, that step away for a minute, especially I, I would say probably more likely men, you know, from, you know, drugs and you know, going through things, they don't sound the same. So when you sometimes Lil Wayne don't sound the same, where it's just like, uh, like, you don't really sound the same or Gu- Gucci Mane. He really don't sound the same now. But Nikki, she still she still sounds super fresh. So um, I, I appreciate Nikki for that. But as far as the style of the song, man, I kind of wanted to hear more of a Nikki type of style, if that makes sense. I have a question for you, because I want to know if it was just me. Does it sound like she's doing a Cardi B at the beginning of this song? Mm. Play play the beginning of her verse if you can look it up. Because that's the first thing that came to my mind when I heard this, because she even says burr at the end of that first part. Mm. So look up the video. I want to know if y'all agree with me, because I thought she was definitely... I don't know if it was like shade or what, but it definitely sounded like she was doing a Cardi B flow mm. at the beginning of this song. And that kind of took me out. Mm. But uh I just told Pete this really niggas boys nightmare, man. They don't want to see little baby with the Barbie. Baby with the Barbie. Tell him I need on my bitch here. Let's go. Listen. Hold up, shorty. Hold up, bitch. Please don't touch me. Look at my feet. Look at my ankle. Look at my wrist. This one a pack. This one a brick. That one a up. That one a lick. This one for pop. This one for juice. I am the one. Bitch, you a deuce. Niggas give it up. Oh, okay. What was that? Not Cardi. That kind of sound like yeah. That 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 did not sound like the typical Nicki delivery at all. I know yeah, I don't think she's ever she, rapped like that. Yeah, because she said, um, "I am the one, bitch. You a deuce. So yeah. I am number one. You number two. It sounded like that was a not so subliminal subliminal shot at Cardi because yeah. that, I I definitely caught that as a Cardi B flow. Mm. That that is exactly how she raps on most of her songs. So mm. maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm imagining things. But that was the first thing that came to mind when I heard that part. Mm. Uh, so yeah, the song itself to me was just fine. You know, I do like Nicki now. Like ever since that whole thing with Joe Budden popped off, and yeah. we got to see more of her personality. I think she's really funny and chill. 
Yeah. So I do appreciate her more like as a person and character, but her music still don't do a whole lot for me. You know, I still just think it's okay. Her last album for me came and fucking went. I can't tell you the name of that last album she dropped. Yeah, I I know the one song, the um, the ganja burn, ganja just because of that Joe button. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's the only reason I remember that is because Joe Budden mocked that ganja burn, ganja burn. Yeah, so that's the only reason. But anything other than that, I can't remember anything else in that album, man. And, and this song is kind of the same thing. Like you know, we know Nicki can rap. It's good to hear her again, but. Um, this will be a theme for me with the music we're going to talk about today. But, yeah. you know, I mean, she didn't have too many corny lines, which I think is pretty good. I didn't cringe a whole lot. I did cringe at one line. She said, uh, all my niggas outside steak, bitch. We out back, out back. Mm. Get it? Because the steakhouse is out yeah. back. And we saying we out back. Yeah, real clever. I'm sure she's going to have a Twitter thread where she explains that bar <laughs> as if it went over our head. Uh, hang it up, flat screen. Okay, Nikki. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm getting sick of these type of bars, man. It's t- 2022. Yeah. Can we move past the punchline bullshit? Okay. Yeah. It's just annoying. I know she, she has to do that. So it's like, okay, at least she kind of toned it down a little bit. Nothing too crunchy here. Yeah. So I thought the song was okay, man. Decent for a lead single, I guess. The video had a lot of production value behind it. I'm sure mm-hmm. her fans will eat it up. Um, yeah. I can't see it being like a big hit this year, unless yeah. it's a really slow year. Yeah, I I do think we will hear this song a lot more because, you know, we talked about Lil Baby. And you mentioned how he might be an industry plan or something. Yeah. He might, it seemed like. Everything little baby hop on. It seemed like it kind of stay in rotation a little bit. And um, shit, look at that damn forty two Doug song. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. We pay. <laughs> like I never heard another forty two Doug song on the radio, <laughs> and that was the one. I always thought that was a little baby song, but um, yeah, I think it. I could. I think it could um, potentially get a lot of play just off of the strength of little baby. But uh, but uh, the one thing I do think is kind of interesting is um, apparently I didn't I didn't know City Girls and her had like a little beef, but they they pretty much they talked it out they squashed it, so I guess uh, Nicki Minaj and City Girls is cool. Did they confirm that? Because I know she was asked why she didn't uh, why she hasn't collaborated with them. And she basically pointed out, like, you know, when that whole Cardi thing was happening, yeah. they was shitting on her. And uh, I didn't know they hashed it out. I know she said, you know, it's water under the bridge, but I didn't know. Maybe something happened in the last couple of days. But last yeah. time I heard, they were like, she was like, I'm not going to work with them because yeah. they don't like me. Yeah, they um they actually tweeted each other. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's the only way I seen it. I'm like, damn, okay. So um, they pretty much tweeted each other saying, you know. Glad we good or something like that. that was good so I, I thought that was a good moment. Yeah, all these I, women got to come together. It's enough. Yeah, hate I just, in the world. I kind of, I kind of wish Nikki and Lil Kim kind of make up somehow. Hmm. Well, she did hint. She did hint that there could be a versus. She had an interview. I think the same interview she was talking with uh about City Girls. Mm. She did hint that there could be something in the works with a yet unnamed rapper 
mm. big time rapper. And <laughs> I would assume now it have to be Lil' Kim, but who knows? Maybe it could be somebody else, but don't count out. It could maybe they pass things up and maybe they're gonna have a versus finally and who knows? Yeah, they should. That's it's, to me it's kind of strange seeing um I guess them beefing like that. And it yeah. been it been a long time, man. It been shit over almost over probably around 15 years, I guess, close to 15 mm-hmm. years. And you would have thought, you know, them both being from New York that they would eventually got over. They they both was from New York and both during different times. And so I don't understand how <laughs> the beef is carried on like this. But I would like to see them, you know, kind of squash it, man. Everybody getting old. Shouldn't be mm-hmm. walking around um, having beef with people. No, I agree. There always seems to be beef. I know there's beef period in hip hop between everybody, it seems like sometimes. But particularly the women just seem to never get along, especially yeah. to the top ones in their time. Like Kim and Foxy, I don't think they were ever cool like that. And then uh, Nikki and Kim, of course, and then Cardi and Nikki. I guess Nikki's a common denominator there, but Nikki and Cardi and then City Girls. And I don't know. It's always been kind of beef with people. So I don't know. Hopefully they get it squashed. It it seemed like the the female rappers, they're cool. It seemed like it's in a better place than it ever was. That's true. Because you got, you know, City Girls and, you know, Meg real cool with each other. Meg and Cardi, they, you know, they did some shit together. It seemed like it's cooler than it ever was, but yeah, for some reason, man, back in the day. And I know people probably say, oh, the men put the, it's the labels. Yeah, and the it's shit always put on against men. Each other. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it just seemed like when women rap, it's more personal towards somebody. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when women rap, I'm the queen bitch in this, you know, in this rap game. Yeah, and it seems like women get offended. <laughs> so, but I'm looking down. <laughs> you don't really, you don't really see, you know, m- people getting offended at Jay Z <laughs> for saying he's the, you know, exactly coming out with no reason shitting on Prodigy and Nas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm reading her timeline. I'm looking for that City Girls tweet, and I saw her say, "All my niggas outside, steak bitch, we out back." I'm like, okay, we get it. Uh, she, she really tweeted that. No, some she re, oh. she retweeted somebody who oh, said, who said that. that? Like okay, it, yeah, like it was a, yeah. it was Saucy Santana. Oh, uh, okay, that actually, yeah. So, so uh, yeah. just to clarify, Nikki tweeted, um, just had a great convo with at JT in oh, okay. Miami. Let's move on, make memories, y'all. And oh, okay, then, that's cool. And then Young Miami wrote Queen Tings. <laughs> Queen Ting. Yeah. Okay. J- All right. JT responded and said, Sag sister. Thank you for your time, <laughs> your advice. A true queen love you. So I thought that oh. was I thought that was pretty cool. I've noticed the tie has really turned on Nikki recently. Like what happened? Because it seemed like just last year everybody hated her still. Mm-hmm. And now suddenly she's on every show. Suddenly every rapper in the game, like she used to be low-key blackballed. Yeah. You know. People yep. did not want to work with her during the whole Cardi thing and then the Takashi thing. Like there were there were definitely and then last year with the COVID shit she was talking about, like <laughs> she was toxic. Yeah. But now suddenly everybody's coming. Maybe they just realize like we have that, you yeah. know, she is a legend and we should appreciate her while she's here. But I don't know, yeah. all, everybody all at once. 
Yeah, I think what it is too. I think um, because let's be real, at this time she was beefing with Cardi, and Cardi a couple years ago was the hottest thing smoking, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so by default people gonna side over to Cardi, who's the hottest thing at that moment, and so I think now um, Cardi, I don't want to say she's not as hot, but she haven't been releasing anything. So and she and I would probably say she a little hard harder to get in touch with now than she was before. Yeah. And um I think Nikki had a lot of time to, you know, t- take to herself. She had a baby, you know, she got married and she was kind of off the map a little bit. So now I think, you know, she kind of I want to say re, you know, rejuvenated herself but she kind of in a better place now. She hungry again, the same light. She releasing music. So I think a lot of people is kind of like, oh, she back. I'm just chalk it up to people having extremely short memories. Because yeah. you also remember she was in hot water for allegedly threatening the woman who was trying to coming out speaking about her husband. Yeah, that a, wasn't that long ago. Either. Sex offender. Yeah. And speaking out about how she was threatening and trying to put money on her head, like suddenly we all forgot about that because yeah. Nikki's back rapping, y'all. So <laughs> okay, whatever. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, I mean, like time heals all wounds, especially on Twitter and social media. We forget things very quickly. So yeah, whatever. I I think it's important too because I, I'm not sure who all um Nikki had a problem with. But I think I, I've been saying this for a minute. I think she should, you know, do what probably Lil Kim didn't do, and mm-hmm. just kind of extend that arm to these, you know, these younger up and coming, because they do look up to her, man. Uh, I, I hear a lot of newer female artists. They don't say Lil Kim; they say Nicki Minaj. Oh, of course. <laughs> so um, I think she should, you know, extend that arm. They, uh, you know, everybody don't have to come to you. You know what I mean? Like we know you the queen or you know the queen of that moment or, or that time. So just just say, hey, what's up? What's up, Meg? What's up, Cardi? What's up? you know, if she had that type of approach, I think they'd definitely respect her a lot. Because I think that's I think Gucci had that type of approach. Mm-hmm. You don't look at somebody and be like, Hey, you should respect me. Like I'm the trap king or whatever. I think he just had that genuine approach of, you know, what's up, let's work, or you know, something like that. And everybody respect him. I don't think Jeezy really had that. I think Jeezy was more off the map a little bit. Yeah. So, you know, by default, all the the younger niggas or the young young up and coming, they see Gucci all the time. And and I think he's easier to get in touch with. Could be, man. I don't know. I can't call it. But whatever it is, we know Nicki is back. So new album, I'm sure, coming soon. I don't think she's announced it yet but i'm mm-hmm. sure it's coming probably within the next month or so yeah. so be on the lookout for that we'll break it down of course and as far as this single i think we both say it's qualified yeah so yeah yeah deep decent song i mean you worth running at least one or two times i would say it's not a bad <laughs> song so yeah uh next up we have an actual project i'm worried to call anything that's 30 minutes long a fucking album man i just can't do it i'm sorry so uh, two chains has a new project out titled dope don't sell itself (laughs) 
and uh yeah it's about 12 tracks long a lot of features it has money bag yo beat king good to hear mm -hmm. beat king yeah um little baby roddy rich 42 42 doug uh nba young boy Lil Durk and Sleepy Rose, Tway Lee, uh, niggas I haven't heard of on this Vlad TV song, Stove God Cooks. Okay, yeah, they must I heard be the, like on his. I heard of Stove God Cooks, but I'm not sure where. I heard of him. I'm not sure where you're from though. No, oh, okay. But the other I'm guy, assuming that's like label people. Uh, I, uh, it could be. It could be. I don't know. But yeah, I heard of Stove God before though. Okay. That's a funny man. Rap names are just anyway. Yeah. Uh, and Jack Queese as well. So uh, I guess I'll kick this one off first, man. Like I thought it was okay. Um, like two chains is just what you two chains. You know, he you know exactly what you're gonna get when you bump a two chain song or mm -hmm. album. It's gonna be some decent to pretty good production. And he's going to be rapping the same way he's been rapping since he first came out in, like, what, 2010? So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know he's been around longer with Ludacris, but he didn't really become two chains until, yeah, he was Teddy like, Boy back ago. in 96. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I thought it was okay. I mean, I'll be honest. I'm not jumping for a new two chains project. You know, his actual albums are pretty good. I enjoyed his last one. But... Mm -hmm. You know, he's kind of like a lower level Rick Ross to me. You yeah. know, I'll forget about Rick Ross, but when he, he drops an album, I'm kind of excited for it. Yeah. With two chains, it's like I'll forget about him. He'll drop an album and I'll be like, eh, I guess I'll listen to it. And I'll be pleasantly surprised when I hear it, usually. Mm -hmm. But he's also kind of a rapper who I could probably go the rest of my life not hearing another song from him and wouldn't even notice it. Mm. I'll be honest, man. Like, <laughs> that's got, I, I kind of feel like, he he had a style that was cool when it came out, but years and years and years later, it's like okay, <laughs> no, it, it's like enough, kind of enough of this. I'm not saying it sounds bad, but it's just you get weary of him sounding the same on all these songs, man. Yeah. But the album itself, pretty decent, man. Uh, my favorite song was actually a little baby song. Mm. Uh, I enjoyed that. I thought the beat was super hard on that one. And, of course, he had to follow that up quickly with my least favorite song, Neighbors Know My Name, <laughs> which he remade Laffy Taffy for. Yeah, that was the low point for me. <laughs> I guess we just completely reached the bottom of the barrel now. Yeah. Like I, I, I'm going on another rant about this <laughs> bullshit. But come on, man. Laffy Taffy. Yeah. Do you think you can take anybody can take Laffy Taffy and outdo D4L on that song, man? Can yeah. anybody take that shitty sounding beat and make a classic but D4L? Yeah. And and to be fair, I didn't even like that song when it was out. Me neither. <laughs> and I just think that's something I, I'm, I don't want to sit there and say that song was so awful that it shouldn't even be remade. But that's a song that shouldn't be remade. <laughs> point no. blank yeah if you want to hear a song like that just play that song that song <laughs> belonged in 2002 when the fuck that shit come out 2005 <laughs> yeah i remember that now yeah that song should have been left in 2005 
come on, man. There's some periods of hip hop we don't need to revisit. Yeah. And that the snap movement was one of them. Yeah. We don't need no more snap songs, man. It's a different era. <laughs> uh, I did not like Two Chains redoing Laffy Taffy. I thought that shit was weak and cheap. So, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> the rest is okay. Um, Free BG was pretty decent. Uh, 42 Doug, I still just don't get, man. He's one of those rappers. I'm just, I don't think I'm ever going to get it yeah with him and that, that's the one detroit rapper i'm just like i can't get into yeah I, i've been and it's crazy because we broke uh well i broke down the um the um uh babyface rays album last mm-hmm. week and since that moment i've been playing nothing but detroit rappers <laughs> i've been playing nothing but they shit but 42 doug is just like i don't even put him in that category i i feel like he's a little more atlanta <laughs> than detroit yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, he's everywhere. Yeah, you know, clear that he has the industry pushed behind him. But yeah, I don't get it with him. I don't. I don't see it. <laughs> he's worse than little baby, and I th- feel that way about little baby too. But at least baby can. He, at least he could kind of rap, man. This guy, yeah. I just, I don't get it. But uh, yeah, the album was okay, man. I would go ahead and say it's qualified, a a, a low level qualified, but still qualified. <laughs> So, Figgy, what were your thoughts on this album, man? How'd you feel about it or um, project? Yeah, I felt like to me, um, I I want to say the last two chains project that I liked, it was something that was really good. It had like great production. I, I think I want to say Big Kirk might have produced one of his albums. I can't remember which one it was, but um, or I I think it might have been the one that I guess LeBron executive produced. Yeah, pretty girls like trap music. Was it that one? Uh, I don't. I think it. That was 2017. That might have been it. Or maybe was it was one it? after that. Yeah, I'm looking. Now. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to look too. I don't think that was it. I don't. Rapper think. go to the league. Yes, it yes, that, that one. one. Yeah. Yes, yes. I actually enjoyed that album, man. I, I felt like the production on there was grown man production, like a lot of samples and stuff like that, like southern samples. I mean, it wasn't no West Side Gun type of samples. It was mm-hmm. some grown man, Big Kurt um, samples. Yeah. I felt like this album didn't have a lot of, I felt like it was very cheesy, very, you know, generic. And uh, a lot of low-hanging fruit shit. <laughs> and I, I really ain't like that from 2 Chains. I felt like he should be in the lane where he doing shit kind of like Rick Ross. Where, you know, we talked about how he, a lower, he could be a lower level Rick Ross. I feel like he need to stay in that lane production wise, because look, he a grown he a grown man. I don't want to put his age out there, but he a grown man. Mm-hmm. I don't want to ever hear him rapping over Laffy Taffy. Yeah, I I think that's I I would say that for the NBA young boys and you know people like that. But um, I I, I like the free BG song a lot. I actually like the the song with NBA Young Boy. Um, or, yeah, NBA Young Boy. The um Tim Bracelets. I thought that song was kind of alright, but um, man, outside of that, man, I ain't really care for it. I, you know, the Beat King. I I like Beat King, man. Mm-hmm. I think it was good that he got a Beat King production on there. But I thought when I first heard that song, I thought it was kind of strange. Two Chains being on there. I thought it was Beat King song. Yeah. But I thought it was a little strange. Um, Two Chains was on that anyway, but. 
Yeah, I I think it was a little too cheesy for me, man. I I expect more grown nigga music <laughs> with, yeah. with two chains. This one was felt like he took it back to the two thousands, and I, I wasn't feeling it, man. I'm gonna say it's pit pen. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Uh, like I, I I would I was gonna say that, but then there were some songs I did like, so I couldn't hold. I couldn't call it off. Yeah. And pick no, that, I got you, but. Yeah, there there are some bad songs on here, man. Vlad TV was kind of shitty too. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I would say unless you're a hardcore two chains fan, you could probably skip this one, man. Yeah. Um. Even like I'm 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 not a little Dirk fan at all. As soon as I heard the, him on this Lost King song, I'm just like, nope, skip. Yeah. I I can't do it. I I feel like it's a little too young for him. I I feel like somebody like Two Chains should be featured on a song like this. If they ask him to hop on this, I think that'd be cool. But I feel like a lot of these songs shouldn't be on this album. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, you kind of got to do it like how Ross do it, where yeah. you know. Or I'm, I'm trying to think of a good rapper who they jump on the bullshit, but their album is like reserved for you know royalty. Yeah, and uh, I I just didn't find that with this, and yeah, I I ain't really care for it, man. Um, yeah, outside of free, I, I like free BG. I like ten bracelets. Outside of that, man, it was all kind of a skip for me, <laughs> or not go back to. Yeah, I probably won't revisit it. I, I'll probably put that uh, a little baby song in the playlist. But other than that, yeah, wow. So Ross and Two Chains disappointing. Yeah. And, Is their era over now officially? And and, and what's crazy? I don't. I wouldn't say it's over for Ross, but. It's crazy because we kind of compared those two. And Ross had a song on there that was kind of awkward, too. It was the uh, mm-hmm. the song with, I think it was Cash Doll or Asian. Uh, she He had the song with one of them on there. The, the, the wiggle, dolls, the yeah. wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. Was yeah. And I thought that was so strange. I'm like, man, like, he's supposed to be making Maybach music. <laughs> like, you don't play that shit in no Maybach. <laughs> no wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I don't know what it is, man. Maybe they, maybe they not really motivated like that. But I, I don't know. Yeah, it's it, that's a sad thing with rappers, man. And I, I don't even feel like that extends to all musicians because I feel like most, like these hardcore rock stars, like they'll play their old hits, but I, I don't feel like they still making that kind of music. You mm-hmm. know, same with pop stars. Like I don't know, Pete. It seems difficult for old rappers to make music for older people. Yeah. It seems like they're constantly trying to chase the young crowd. And a young crowd don't give a shit about two chains of Rick Ross. Let's be real. Yeah. You know, they're not listening to two chains of Rick Ross, man. So unless they featured on a younger nigga song. Mm-hmm. So it's it, like Jay-Z is one person who kind of mastered this. Yeah. You know, he can make grown man. Same with Nas. Nice, Nas yeah. ain't making Uchi Wally yeah. at 40 plus years old, man. <laughs> yeah. He's giving that up. Yeah. So, but you still have people like Two Chains and Rick Ross who are older and still met, trying to chase that club hit, still trying to chase that strip club hit. And I get like if that worked for you, you just think you could keep doing it forever. But it comes a point where your fans are grown. They ain't going to the club no more. 
They yeah. got like a regular ass nine to five jobs and just want something cool to ride around the whip in. They don't want to hear like this fucking strip club music, man. That shit yeah. gets played out. So Yeah. And see, and I don't want to get too far off base, but that's why I kinda I kinda respect what LL Cool J did. Yeah. Like he was at a point where he was one of the hard rap, the hardcore rappers. And the older he got, the more he started making more of the, you know, the you know, songs for the ladies. And uh, you know, even though I disagree, I felt like um certain rappers can stay in that lane and just make hard shit. They could be like Prodigy and Mob Deep. But you know, he felt like he you know, he wasn't that anymore. So, you know, let me make shit more smoother. <laughs> and you know, I can't I can't really be mad at that. Because I can't sit there and say, oh, no, he need to make the shit he was making back in 88 or, you know, the early uh, when he's going after cannabis. Sometimes, you know, you got to you got to figure a way out to age. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I, I'm not saying LL Cool J age right because he's he has some yeah. other shit, too. But, yeah, you know, you kind of got to know how to get better with time. It's like an NBA player. I, I think mm-hmm. LeBron James know how to get better with time a little bit. Yeah kind of preserve his career even if it is you know bringing in somebody that might be currently better than him to yeah. kind of carry the load and he might preserve himself until the playoffs or something i don't know but i just i just think somebody like two chains i think he had an age where he he's not a i don't th- i don't look at him as a superstar but i think he's super popular and i think he can get away with making a soulful type of album Mm-hmm. Rather than somebody that's, you know, I gotta make a club hit or I gotta make a strip club hit. Now he can hop on, he can, you know, bands make her dance. He can hop on shit mm-hmm. like that and be two chains. But I, 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 I just can't get with him making shit like that for his own personal album. No, I agree, man. Um, and like that, I guess they're just gonna keep doing it till it don't work no more. But. Somebody got to tell these niggas this shit's getting embarrassing, man. Speaking of which, I saw some kind of, I don't know if it was like some kind of con- virtual concert or something, but Ghostface and Raekwon were doing some kind of show. And uh, Ghostface was dressed like a kid. Man. <laughs> like his, his jeans were super saggy. It, it, the dog, Ghostface, I'm not saying he had to wear a suit and tie, but there has to be a point where it's like, okay, you can't sag your jeans down to your knees, damn near. When you fifty something, dog. Yeah, like, come he, on, man. He, he's stuck in that age, in that age um, range of early night. Remember when in the nineties when niggas started wearing actual real baggy yeah. jeans? Yeah. He never left that stage, man. <laughs> I, I, I still got, you know, my dad. He don't wear no big ass, you know, Michael Jordan jeans, but his jeans are bigger than it should be. <laughs> And hoodie, he would have a hoodie is bigger than what it should be. And, you know, now we at the age where we kind of wear shit that actually fit. <laughs> mm-hmm. But he don't like to wear shit that actually fit. And um, some people just stuck in that era, man, where they, you know, they don't want to wear nothing tight because, you know, wearing something t- a little tighter, it might be like, no, that's, you know. Yeah. I think with him, it was it seemed like one of those people where it's like a young person tried to dress him up. And he just now learned like what kids are wearing. So he's trying to wear that too, but he don't realize like you're 50 years old, man. You can't really yeah. pull it off like that. But yeah. I don't know, whatever. Good that they're still doing it. But yeah, this 
niggas got to dress right too when they get older, man. Jim Jones wanted them too. Jim yeah. Jones real bad with that shit. So <laughs> yeah, sag- yeah, people need to men need to quit sagging. Th- that's probably in general. Yes, that that's something I, I used to do it as a kid. But man, that that's probably one of the goofiest things I did. <laughs> Like, if I could go back in time, I probably would not say <laughs> that shit just yeah, looks stupid. Just imagine walking around and another man draws is showing. Yeah. Like, just imagine you in a workplace and somebody come up there, you know, for a job interview and you could actually see their underwear. <laughs> like, that shit is wild, man. But that was the thing back then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's just funny seeing women saying, how, oh, I want to, oh, that shit is, looks so goofy. It's like, y'all used to love this shit. Yes. No, but like, uh, niggas, uh, all this shit niggas do fashion-wise is for women. So Yes. Unless they go another way, but I don't know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, you say it's pig pen. I say it's a low-level qualified, but, yeah, unless you're a hardcore 2 chains fan, you can skip this new project he just put out. Yeah. And maybe he'll redeem himself later on with a real album, but who knows? <laughs> Moving on. A new single from YG featuring Mr. I Don't Do Features, J. Cole, and Moneybag Yo. <laughs> this is a second feature um, in, two in two weeks. And two shows that yes. he's been on. Yeah. And it's funny because in the song with Benny the Butcher, he was rapping about how he don't do features <laughs> in a song he was doing a feature for. But uh, all right, this song is called Scared Money. Um, Figgy, <laughs> what are your thoughts on this new single? From YG featuring J. Cole and Money Baggio. Um, to be honest, man, I, I was never the biggest YG fan. But uh, I'm a I'm a judge I just wanna judge um J. Cole off of his verse. Mm-hmm. I'm look, I'm actually okay with J. Cole in this lane, man. Okay. <laughs> I think the problem I think the problem a lot of people been having, I and I don't wanna speak for you, but um I think a lot uh, the problem a lot of J Cole haters or people that's kind of you know against J Cole a little bit. I think the problem they have with him is how he tried to be too deep, and like he you know so educated and so this so that. This one seemed like he was just having fun, man, and that's how I got introduced to J Cole, somebody that was just talking about you know little fly shit with you know talking about girls and stuff like that i think this is his lane man i think I, of course I, i'm not saying get away from the other shit but i think he should always make shit like this i think i think the problem with uh what i had with j cole is i think he was getting too deep like too not not too deep where i don't understand it but he was trying it was like he was trying to get too deep but it really wasn't deep I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to say. Yeah, but no, I get you. Yeah, you know how somebody yeah, tried to... put M on your head like you Luigi brother? Yeah. Oh, or, wow. Bar of the year. Bar of the decade. Or not even that. Just trying to be too... You know how somebody um, to act like they too woke? Like, mm-hmm. wow, look around at the NFL. It's only one black coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm, I wonder why. Makes you think, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> or look around. There's no black owners. Hmm. It's it's like all right, man. Like it ain't nothing, you know, to dig deep on. But I think that was J Cole's problem to me, and I just like him. You know, I don't want to hear him on Twenty One Savage songs 
spitting knowledge. Now, I mean, just get on there and have fun, man. And I, I feel like with this one, he he got on there and had fun. I, I felt like this was vintage old J. Cole to me. So I ain't have a problem with the verse. I think it fit the song too. So I uh looking at the looking at the title, it's like why the f- like YG J. Cole and Money Bag, yo, it seemed kinda mm-hmm. odd. <laughs> yeah. But if you put in the old J. Cole of, you know, talking about women and, you know, I got this, I got that, and you know, bad little chick and blah, 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 blah. I think it fit just right, man. So I have no problem with this J. Cole verse. Okay. Okay. Um, I'll just start off by saying I thought the song itself was terrible. <laughs> like the beat is just annoying. Yeah. It didn't do nothing for me. Moneybag Yo and YG versus was just not good to me. Yeah, that's why I didn't want to judge the song. I'm not a fan. Yeah. I, I, you know, I'm kind of a Moneybag Yo fan, but I'm not a YG fan at all. Yeah, no, so, YG sounded bad here, man. <laughs> I think YG got a few songs that I fuck with, but this was not one of them. Um, and yeah, Moneybag Yo, I, I have a couple songs, I think, that he ever produced that I actually like, but the rest are just, uh. yeah. So, and the beat in this song, is just, I, I couldn't really fuck with it. <laughs> um, J. Cole's first was good. I'll give him that. I mean, every feature J. Cole does is going to be good, man. Like, let, let's yeah. be honest. Like, he, I think he knows... He got to deliver because he's a lyrical, miracle-ass rapper. Yeah. He can't come out with some bullshit. And plus, he's competitive. You know, he's a basketball player, in theory. <laughs> so uh, I think he wants to come on a feature and make sure he, you know, outshines people. It mm-hmm. might not be, like, intentional, but it's definitely somewhere in the back of his head. Like, okay, I got to, you know, shine the hardest. Yeah. So, yeah, his verse was good. Uh, the song itself was pig pen to me, though, man. I can't. I, I, I just did not like it. Um, I wish J. Cole went first so I didn't have to listen to the rest of the song. <laughs> but I had to listen to the whole damn thing. And, I agree. Yeah, it, it just wasn't for me, man. Uh, so, yeah. Interesting. Uh, it was, there's video, too. Good for J. Cole showing out, doing these videos with Benny the Butcher and doing a video with YG and Moneybag Yo. Good for yeah. him, man. Yeah. Helping out the uh I would they're not really younger rappers, but still. Yeah, I think he should stay in this lane, man. I, and that's the good thing about people like J. Cole. He can rap on something like this. It's kinda like Wale. Wale can rap on no hands and kind of fit in a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then he can do his poetry shit too. So I think, you know, I think um, like I said, J. Cole don't have to make his whole album so deep and, you know. To the point you have to think about it and poetry and all this shit. Just make some fun songs, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, we'll see. Maybe J. Cole. I, I would assume with these two features in two weeks that he's either cooking up an album to drop this year or he's just going to do a bunch of features this year and have that be it. I don't know. Who knows with J. Cole, man? He's kind of an unpredictable dude. So, yeah. we'll see. But it does seem like he is... Gearing up for something. Mm-hmm. And speaking of gearing up for something, the last song we have on here is another ASAP Rocky feature. Another person who has done two features in two weeks. Mm. Uh, this song is also with an artist called Snot with a dollar sign on the S. So, yeah, this is where <laughs> we are in rap today. Yeah. Uh, I actually had heard him before, though. He has a, a good song with the Cochise called mm. Tell Him. And that song sounds really good when it's slowed down and chopped and screwed. So, yeah, I like okay. that song a lot. 
But this song is called Doja. <laughs> um, I don't know why it's called Doja. He mentions Doja Cat in the yeah, hook. Yeah, <laughs> that's why. I guess why. they just, hey, we need a name for the song, call it Doja. <laughs> it's not really about Doja Cat. He just says he fucked yeah. a bitch named Doja. I'm yeah. like, okay. And Doja kind of, you know, threw some shade at him on Twitter saying, you fucked who? <laughs> but okay. Um, video for this as well. Um, ASAP is in it. A nice little touching tribute to Virgil at the end as well. So I mm. thought that was kind of tastefully done. Video looked good, man. I'll say that mm. much. Video was cool. Um, I actually like this song, man. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> like, I actually like this is a good hype gym music. I like the beat a lot. Yeah. Uh, I thought the beat was cool. ASAP's verse was kind of meh to me. Um, I thought he was a lot better in that last single he put out with uh, Migo. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought that was a really good vintage sounding ASAP song. And this one was like new ASAP. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I was really, I, I, I really fuck with it. But the song itself I like, man. It's short and sweet, high energy. Good if you on a cardio machine or putting up some weights, something to bump when you really high and energetic. So, yeah, I, I liked it. I say it's qualified, man. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, what did you, Mister uh, ASAP himself, uh, honorary member of the ASAP mob? I, I Piggy know, Pig. man. I know. I'm still trying to get in. A, I used to want to get in the Dipset camp when I was younger. Now, as a grown ass man, I still want to get in the ASAP mob, yeah. man. ASAP Fig. <laughs> ASAP Fig, yeah, you go. ASAP Ferg and ASAP Fig. There you go, Figgy. man. <laughs> How yeah. do you feel about this song, bro? We're gonna talk about ASAP a little later, of course, for of obvious course. reasons. But yeah. keeping it to the song right now, how'd you feel about it? Uh I liked it, man. I never heard of Snot before. And um after listening to this song, I'm like, mm, maybe I should check this dude out. Because he, he, he I'm not sure where he is he British? Some he kinda got a little accent in him a little bit. I don't think so. Yeah, some I don't of the know where st- he's from maybe, maybe it was the style he was rapping, but um, I like the song a lot too, man. Um, to me, I ain't have a problem with ASAP verse. Um, sometimes if the production is so good, it kind of cancel out <laughs> what the fuck they was talking about. And um, yeah, I thought I thought the song was cool, man. I um, I like it. I'm kind of excited for his um. Whatever he got going on project, mm-hmm. I think it's about time for uh, him to drop something because it seemed like he kind of went off the map yeah. where he wasn't dropping anything. But now, you know, I'm kind of excited for ASAP Rocky project. So I, I think the song is qualified, too. Yeah, me too, man. Hopefully he drops something. Um, uh, we'll see if he got any music in the works. I mean, yeah. I guess uh, there's bills to pay. Maybe yeah. they want to get an extra house and Rihanna ain't making no music. So yeah. <laughs> someone's got to foot the bill. Maybe he wants yeah. to come back. I don't know. But, <laughs> and um, uh, side note, Snot is from New York. Yeah, I saw that. He's from New York. He moved to Florida when he was seven. So he's kind of more Florida, I guess, with that whole movement. But oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So a uh, decent song, man. Good high energy. Like it ain't going to be for everybody, of course. Yeah. But uh, like it's a cool, it was a cool little song, man. I liked it. The video mm-hmm. was cool too. I thought it was well done. <laughs> so, with that being said, on the topic of ASAP, <laughs> let's get into the big topics of this week. We'll start out with the biggest news of earlier this week. Rihanna has announced her pregnancy <laughs> with one ASAP Rocky. Yeah, 
I, uh, I thought I thought it was fake for a minute because you know every year everybody always say is Rihanna pregnant? Yeah, they've been saying that for like six or seven years straight, mm-hmm. but now it's finally true. Yeah, there were some real rumors ramping up like a few months ago to where it seemed like it was confirmed. I think she was still trying to deny it, but I think there was still like it was all but confirmed like a few months ago. Like, oh, Rihanna's pregnant now, and we hadn't seen her in a little bit. And yeah, it, it was starting to seem like it was actually true. Um, the reveal was hilarious to me yeah. because you have Beyonce who did this whole extravagant ass picture photo shoot for the announcement of her twins or who are, I think it was twins she had, wasn't it? Uh, uh, her kids when yeah. she was pregnant. I don't fucking know. Yeah. But uh, and then Nicki Minaj, of course, had that extravagant pregnancy reveal <laughs> and i think cardi b might did something ridiculous too and then you have rihanna who was just in the middle of new york pulled her shirt up and showed a big belly <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah uh that, that i mean that's very rihanna to be honest yeah I mean, that kind of goes with her brand like she you know kind of yeah. a hood chick you know yeah. so mm-hmm. that that is how she would reveal her pregnancy yeah but yeah, uh, Figgy, what are your thoughts on these, uh, this announcement that, you know, your boy ASAP is going to have a baby with Rihanna? To be honest, man, I'm kind of shocked that, you know, because Rihanna been with a lot of high, high end people. You know, she was with Drake. Uh, I can't remember who else she was with, but yeah, she's been with some high end people. I'm shocked that out of all the people, ASAP Rocky, who, you know, you could you could argue and say it was probably the worst artist out of all the people she was with. And that's not even And look, you know, I'm an ASAP stand, man. But would you say, I mean, like, if you line up, you know, the careers of the artists she been with, you know, Drake, uh, you know, I throw in Chris, Chris Brown, Brown. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I feel like everybody Travis Scott, remember that too? Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> but mm-hmm. A lot of people, you know, a lot of people know who those people are. I feel like a lot of people don't really know who ASAP Rocky is. We we actually brung it up on the show, and um, and they really wasn't familiar with him like that. And I I just kept it short. I just said, oh yeah, he's you know, she's pregnant, you know, by a rapper. That I just kept it as that because I knew I knew Landry wouldn't have known who he was, and he would be like, who? And, you know, kind of been a little disrespectful. But that's just kind of what it is, man. A lot of people, unless you're deep into rap, you know, a lot of people might not know who he is like that. So it's just it's just kind of shocking that, though, she was the one that, you know, he was the one that that was the lucky one (laughs) out of the dudes. No, it is. That kind of reminds me, too, of a, a TikTok I saw. I think it was like last week. And uh, it was a guy who said, okay, whoever's name it stops on, I'm going to rap like them. <laughs> and then it stopped on ASAP Rocky. And he looked mad. He was like, uh, 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 ASAP, ASAP Rocky. I never heard no ASAP Rocky song. I don't know. Because <laughs> 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 he is the one rapper who, like, if you had to on the spot rap like ASAP Rocky, I mean, yeah. you could since you a fan, but. Most people don't even know what he rap- he sounds like. Man. Yeah, Let's be real. Or or what's a, what's like if you had to you know 
Gun to your Name head. Name three songs yeah. from ASAP. I know a lot of people fuck with French Montana like that. <laughs> yeah. But ASAP Rock, he got some hard-ass songs, but to, to an average person, what's his song? A lot of people like fucking problems. Yeah, that's the they one. don't even know. A lot of people don't even know that's his song. Yeah, they exactly. think it's 2 chains. Yeah, yeah. That's the one song they probably go to. And, um, yeah, man, I... I I feel like he don't have one of those popular songs that's like, oh shit, ASAP Rocky. I agree. But I will I will take this moment to congratulate ASAP, man. Because yeah. I don't know of a less talented person who has a as big of a career as him. I'm not <laughs> saying he has no talent, but like you said, of all Rihanna's ex-artist boyfriends, he's got to be like the least successful and famous. Yeah, but he still he willed everything he did. He willed to happen. Mm-hmm. He called himself a pretty nigga, even though he's kind of ugly. <laughs> he he bogarted his way into hip hop with a bunch of niggas who were just hood as hell in New York, and mm-hmm. he said, "We gonna be the ASAP mob. We gonna take some styles controversially and make them our own." And he got into fashion. And he really willed this to happen because he believes in himself, man. He has that confidence, you know. Maybe that's why it didn't work out with Rihanna. Maybe Drake, deep down, don't believe what he his character is. But ASAP, I think he believes in himself, man. Yeah, he believes that he could get Rihanna. But see, you gotta look at it too. He a Harlem nigga too, so they super arrogant and cocky. Yes, that too. (laughs) But he he has confidence, so this is a good message for all men who think there's a girl out there you can't get oh she's out of my league oh she's this and that you can get her man if asap could impregnate rihanna yeah a a woman who the entire music and entertainment industry has been lusting after since she first came out Mm -hmm. if this nigga who you hear right now in this basic ass song like this song (laughs) (laughs) this fake chocolate ass nigga from harlem talking about candy paint and swangers that he'd never even seen before when he made this music (laughs) if he can get rihanna that's good news for every man yeah. out there, man. Like you could do it. Just let, believe in yourself. Yeah, let, and let's be real too, man. Jay Z ain't the prettiest guy either. Yeah, and he, he got be he got the prettiest girl in the industry, man. Beyonce. Bitch in the game, wearing his chain. Yeah, he did it. He I, I never, himself. I never see no women. I sound like Joe Kim uh Noah. <laughs> I don't see anybody talk about going to Cleveland for vacation. Look, I ain't, yeah. I ain't see nobody talk about Jay Z was good looking. I don't see women like, oh yeah, Jay Z. Oh, he's so. I've never seen that. Mm-hmm. And Beyonce could have had anybody. Yeah, anybody. She got with Jay Z. But even then, I mean, Jay Z was super successful and kind of a boss at that point, anyway. Yeah. But ASAP is actually below Rihanna. Yeah. And pretty much in fashion, in music. Yeah. In everything, he's on a lower level, and he still got her. Did Did you see the reaction from women <laughs> about this uh, on the in, timeline? In, I did, but in, in what fashion? Uh, a lot I saw of some people a lot of shade at Drake. A, a lot of women was actually saying, "Damn, how she like this? Um, this nigga ASAP about to be mooching off of her." They They kind of <laughs> had an attitude because it was ASAP yeah. Rocky. But it's like I seen a lot of women saying Beyonce, uh, Rihanna worth a billion billions of dollars, and this nigga ain't 
near that. <laughs> and it's kind of like, look, I mean, if you Rihanna, your, your tax bracket kind of limits you from getting somebody that's close to you. It's not a lot of billionaires out there just mm-hmm. walking around like that. So, I mean, she, you know, when you got that much money and ASAP is not broke. <laughs> Let's be clear. He not broke, mm-hmm. but he not Rihanna money. He don't have Rihanna money. And um, when you Rihanna, it don't even matter who you get with. <laughs> now, I mean, he could take her out on a nice date. He could, he could pay for shit whenever she wanted or something like that. So it, it don't even matter that this nigga make maybe a, a million dollars a year or some shit. <laughs> Like, do it really matter? And I know I'm probably selling him a little short, but mm-hmm. do it really matter if, if she get with a nigga who make a million dollars a year? <laughs> Oprah got with Stedman. Man, come on now. Like, it's not about money. It's not about status. It's about who holds you down. Yeah. Who can tolerate your attitudes. Yeah. You know, you know Rihanna probably be tripping, especially if she's going to be pregnant. Yeah. You know, she's, she's going to be all Barbados over the place. too. From yes. the Barbados. Yeah. You know, she's going to be acting crazy. But ASAP <laughs> believed in himself, man. He ain't he ain't fake. And he had confidence that he could get her. You know, he had been talking about Rihanna for a long time before they even got together. Yeah. He, he visualized it and he got it. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. it was supposed to be Drake. You know, yeah. Drake and Rihanna was supposed to be the new Beyonce and Jay-Z. Yeah. They were supposed to make the new rap slash R&B empire together. Mm-hmm. And it ain't happened. Yeah, you see, you see what he did with too. Real confidence. Yep. He unfollowed both of them. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Which is kind of like, come on. I, I don't know if he did. Like people, people I don't know. Yeah, it's weird how people even search that shit. I don't even know how you can see who unfollow who. I don't. I don't get how you can tell that it just happened recently. I, I know think, you can check and yeah. see who follows who, but I don't see how you can say, oh, okay, at a, a February 2nd at 11.53, yeah. he unfollowed them both. How do you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Weird. Yeah, but that sounds like a thing Drake would do anyway, so I'm not even yeah. surprised. I would, probably, so- I would probably do the same shit because you know in the back of his mind, he probably like, oh, I might have a chance. You know, you yeah. never know. But no, he he had been trying to get back with her. Like yeah, I'm pretty sure. One hundred percent. So you know, yeah. once a girl get pregnant, in the back of the man's eye, yeah, it's over. <laughs> yep. That's it. <laughs> that might be how she felt when he got that girl pregnant. You know, I, like okay, I it's think, over now. I think she was done with him for a minute, man. That's I, true. I, yeah, I think, I think one, it before that. Yeah, I think I think once he did the joint with Chris Brown, I think that was probably the fi- the final straw. If it was the final oh, straw. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because I don't think she fuck with Chris Brown like that, like that, and it seemed like everybody who you know fuck with Chris Brown, she don't really rock with. <laughs> yeah, um, that ship has sailed, but yeah, <laughs> shout out to ASAP, man. I have to yeah. respect it. I respect the game. I respect the hustle. And like I said, men all over out there, if you don't think you can get her, you wrong. Just look at your idol, ASAP Rocky. Put a picture of him. Whenever you go outside, you got to look at it. You're like, yeah. okay, this nigga got Rihanna. Look at him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he got uh, Calvin Klein underwear ads in the I subway know. and shit. <laughs> and he got Rihanna. A, A, B, C's, bad bitch, double D, and E, and E. I don't give a basic ass rap, dog. She left Drake. Yeah. The current king of rap. 
mm-hmm. for a nigga talking about A, B, C, These basic ass rhymes, these nursery rhymes he's spitting. <laughs> he got the baddest bitch in the game well, currently. Well, maybe Drake Rihanna. should have did some more nursery rhymes because this shit worked. <laughs> yeah, apparently. I don't know what it was, man. I don't know what it was. I guess it was that Harlem it, it, swagger. It, it, yeah, I'm about to say it clearly wasn't his music. <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> Or his fashion choices, I would assume. But, <laughs> hey, you know, hey, believe in yourself, be confident, yep. and you can do anything, including bag Rihanna, apparently. So, mm-hmm. good for ASAP, man. I'm happy yeah. for him. Yeah. Even if it don't work out, hey, you get alimony. <laughs> 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 You'll be set. So, I mean, they ain't yeah. married. So, and who knows if they going to get married? But yeah. still, I mean, hey, you got a kid, so she stuck with you for 18 years at least. So, you went there regardless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So yeah, uh, shout out to ASAP and congratulations on their pregnancy. You know, it's a yeah, thing to see. You know, mm-hmm. black love. Um, next up, we can get into some serious shit. I guess uh, <laughs> we could talk about this whole thing going on with the NFL. Talk about a little sports here, man. Uh, this the biggest news that dropped in the sports world has been Brian Flores, the former coach of the Miami Dolphins, who started off on a bad losing streak and then came back and won like seven games straight uh, to have a decent end of the season. He was surprisingly fired earlier this year and uh, he has been in the coaching hunt. The Texans interviewed him as well. And now he is alleged uh, racism. He's suing the the NFL um, alleging racism in hiring practices um, basically, this stems from a text he got from Bill Belichick uh, when he was going to interview with the Giants, I think it was. Yeah. He was going to interview with the Giants. And uh, Bill Belichick apparently texted him saying congratulations on winning or on getting the head coaching gig. <laughs> and then, you know, he's kind of confused. He's like, I'm interviewing today. And then Bill still, I guess, thought he was talking to the wrong person because he said, hey, congratulations. Well, I, no, I heard you got it. Yeah. And then uh, he said, do you realize this is uh, Brian Flores? Yeah. <laughs> Are you looking for Brian Flores or Brian Dayball? Brian Dayball, yes. And it, uh, Bill Belichick <laughs> said, said, oh, my bad. He said, oh, I, heard I they were going this up. With, <laughs> yeah, I heard they were going with Dayball, my bad. <laughs> and, of course, he went on to have the interview. And then, of course, the Giants hired Brian Dayball. And, yeah, that has brought up a whole thing of hiring that Rooney rule, which is clearly not working. And so now he has accused the league of racism and head coach hiring. He's also said that he was uh, offered $100,000 a game to lose games Mm -hmm. um, from the Miami Dolphins to get a higher draft pick, which is the biggest concrete proof of tanking we've ever had in yeah. sports. Yeah. You know, we've always wondered if teams were losing on purpose, but this is, would be absolute proof yeah. that teams are trying to lose on purpose <laughs> to get higher draft pick, which is ridiculous, but we'll see if there's evidence of it. Um, Hugh Jackson apparently intimated or implied that he might've been paid to lose games as well. Um, he kind of backed off that a little bit, but who knows yeah. if it's true or not. But yeah, it's caused a firestorm, man. Um, the, the first Texans day of still- Black History Month. <laughs> first, dog. Speaking of which, <laughs> it, it seems like every Black History Month, there's a bunch of race-based fuckery going on <laughs> every year. 
I think last year was the first time I didn't see anything ridiculous. Yeah. But this year has already started off crazy, man. We've had yeah. Brian Dayball suing the league. We had Brian Flores. That, uh, Brian Flores, my bad. Brian Flores suing the league. We had uh, the, that Bed Bath and Beyond Black History Month shit with the watermelon scent <laughs> <laughs> on the I display. I didn't even know about that. <laughs> yeah, that was a, a big thing. I think that was the second day of Black History Month. And then after that, we had something else. We had, oh, yeah, uh, Thandie Newton talking mm. about how she she apologized to all dark-skinned girls for being the chosen <laughs> one and taking their men and taking all their roles. And she's crying and she's trying to be serious about it. It's like, what the fuck is going on? We're only four days yeah. deep into Black History Month. Yeah. And it's all this I, shit And then you see what Kanye said too? Said pretty much future is, is it should be future. Oh yeah, we should be black BFM, Black Future Month, or Black yeah. Futurist Month, whatever. Yeah, people kind of got upset about that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So whatever. It, it's been a hell of a month and it's all only five days into it. So who knows what else we got in store. But yeah. Yeah, man. So what are your thoughts on the uh Brian Flores allegations. Do you think he'll win this lawsuit? Um, what do you think is going to happen here, man? Uh, to answer the last question, um, no, I, I don't think he will win this lawsuit. Uh, I just think it, it's hard trying to prove racism. It, it's really hard unless you got concrete evidence of a recording pretty much saying, hey, you know, don't hire the black man. Hire the white man, or, or it have to be something concrete like that. So no, I don't think he's gonna win it. But but my my thoughts, I'm I'm not surprised, man. That's the that's the scary part about it, man. It's not even surprising. Um, I was more surprised that Bill Belichick fucked around, text the wrong person, mm-hmm. man. And he always talking shit about you know technology. He don't really get into all that. That motherfucker was texting his ass off, man. <laughs> So, like, I was I was shocked at that. That was the most shocking thing to me. But um, as far as far as Brian Dayball, man, I think uh, you know I was a little irritated where everybody you know saying this and oh, why, um, what he would have did that if he got another job or what what he would have did that if he never you know got the text message. You know, I think you know Brian Dayball, man. I consider him one of us because he. He from he from the hood. He from Brooklyn. He from the projects, and you know he had dreams of you know being a, a head coach, and you know eventually he was a head coach. But I think people got to look at it like this, man. The New York Giants. It would have been a dream come true for him to be the head coach of the New York Giants in his hometown, pretty much. And imagine how that feel to get a text. From one and you know somebody you looked up to, pretty much saying, "Hey, you got the job, but you never really in, you never talked to him, and and you going into this interview knowing you don't have this job, and didn't even get a fair chance. That's that, that's kind of heartbreaking to me, man. Just just like I couldn't even imagine going through that, knowing you know one of my dream jobs, and I know I don't have a chance of hell to get this." I like not even like oh maybe I'm not qualified enough but knowing somebody else got this job but they just you know you going in there wasting your time pretty much mm-hmm. so I think that kind of did it I think if he I think if he never got that text he probably wouldn't have sued but 
that this seemed like it was kind of the last straw a little bit. He mentioned Denver, how they kind of showed up to the interview super late, and you could tell they was drinking the night before, and they really wasn't paying them no attention. I kind of understand that the the Miami situation, you know, it would it seemed like it was some back and forth with the owner, the GM, and how they wanted him to lose games and stuff like that. And last year, I'm not him wanting to lose game. I guess him wanting to, um, that him them wanting him to lose games and get the money. I I want to say that was like in 2019, but last year, man, it was awful last year. And they went on a crazy run where they ended up missing the playoffs by a little bit. And they went they started off like one and seven and they finished like nine and eight. And I'm sure they was probably pissed because of that. <laughs> they probably wanted to lose and, you know, maybe get some other draft picks. But I just think, man, I think I I I'll just say it is what it is, man. There's no fixing the Rooney rule to me. I think it. I think it would be even worse if they try to put in some draft picks and try to say, "Oh, if you hire a black coach, um, the other team get a first round pick or a second round pick, or 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 vice versa. If you hire this black coach, you get a first round pick or a second round pick. Then you're gonna start seeing more people try to do that and fire the coach. It'd be like a Cully situation because they was only hired that person for a draft pick and all that shit. It's, to me, there's no way to fix it, man. It's it's like any other system. Um, people find a way to, you know, beat the system. I think the owners and GMs would find a way to beat the system just to get get by and get who they really want. The only way I think this will change to get more, you know, qualified black coaches, I think you got to have black owners that kind of understand. Until that happened, and I don't think we we have any black owners anytime soon. I just don't think it's gonna happen, man. I think I think they like the way it is now. These owners, this little club, they like the way it is now, and they can't. You know, a lot of people, rich, older, rich billionaires, a lot of those dudes can't relate to you know a black man. <laughs> I mean, so they might feel and I'm not even saying they, you know, they racist or anything like that. But just, I guess, human nature, you kind of feel comfortable with somebody that look like you or, you know, has similarities to you. So, you know, they're going to feel more comfortable going with a Josh McCown <laughs> over, you know, an Airbnb enemy. So I, I think that's what it is, man. There's nothing we can do about it. I, I do like that he kind of risked his career pretty much just to shake the table a little bit. But I'm sad to say I don't think it's going to change anything. I don't think it's going to be a surge of, <laughs> of black coaches being hired. Yeah, man, I agree. This is one of those things, and I've said before, like, on my list of concerns for black people in America, the number of coaches in the NFL is very low. You know, I think there are much bigger problems that should be addressed and have attention rather than a job opening for 32 people. You know, that, that most of 99.99999% of us will never even see. So, uh, yeah, I mean... I understand the frustration with Brian Flores. I understand how, you know, when he left Miami, 
they kind of threw him under the bus with the whole Deshaun Watson thing, saying, oh, he wanted Deshaun, but yeah. we wanted to stick with Tua and and build uh, here. So uh, I, I get that. And I also get how they threw David Culley under the bus kind of too, you know, yeah. talking about philosophical differences when you know that's like not that. why. I yeah. ain't like that at all, man. So the annoying thing is when you're already, you know, have this chip stacked against you as a black coach and then you have their pr people putting out shit acting like you were the problem and that's why you were he fired was, he was hard to work with yeah you know, all this stuff he divided out. people yeah so you already have that and then you go to a job meeting where you hope you at least have some kind of chance and you find out it's just a waste of your time because they already hired somebody and you're just there to fill a quota and that's the worst feeling as a black person, man, honestly. And that's mm. something I think a lot of us has gone through. I've gone through it where and that's especially pervasive in radio, because in radio, I'm sure it's other jobs, too. They have to interview a, a quota of people mm-hmm. before they fill a position, even though 99 percent of the time they already have the person they want yeah. that they're going to bring in. Yeah. And but they have to make it look good. So you have to interview five people at least and have minorities in there too. Mm-hmm. To make it look even better. And I'm sure that's what a lot of black coaches go through in, in this whole position. Eric Bienemy went through it last year, you know, yeah. thinking he had a shot and nobody hired him. Uh Brian Flores went through it. You know, you think you have a shot. You're there to fill a quota. And then they put out that condescending ass tweet. Yeah. From the team, yeah. the team the Twitter page, yeah, <laughs> the Houston Texans have uh, completed their interview with Brian Flores and a picture of Brian Flores, so you know he's black. Yeah, like come the <laughs> fuck on, man! Yeah. If it ain't so and, obvious that they're trying to get the Rooney Rule quota, yeah, so they look good. And, and why is you? Man. And why is you interviewing uh, assistant head coach from Florida, what yes. Atlantic? Heinz Ward? <laughs> Nobody else interviewed Heinz Ward. Yeah. So to me, that that had Rooney Rule written all over it. Like, it's all right. so obvious. Yeah. Man. So what's the? I, I I don't I don't know the you know the qualifications, but do you have to interview like two black dudes? It has to be two minorities. Two minorities. So that was. Yeah. So Heinz Ward was one, and then Brian Flores was two. So they say, oh, let's take them to the you know second round, and yeah. give them a second interview and put them in the top three. But they know who they want, man. It don't take that long. Yeah, and, and it's a joke, man. It, it really is. The Rooney Rule never worked. Um, we talked about Mike Tomlin, how he's one of the most successful coaches of all time with the w- winning record wise, and people still want him out. Yeah, you know, so Pe- people like, want him out, and then also the same people try to say, "Wait a minute, see, we have Mike Tomlin. He's a black coach." They yeah, always, exactly. That was point. Nah, y'all don't. Out. Y'all don't want to get the get rid of the token now because then y'all really won't have an excuse yeah man so y'all better keep his ass there yeah but yeah man it's it's a mess um like look i'm always supporting you know anybody who's trying to fight the system because i understand how harrowing that can be and scary it can be putting your livelihood at risk that's why even though i got problems with colin kaepernick and what he did after that whole shit i always respected the initial stance yeah. Of saying, fuck it. I might not ever play in the NFL again, but it's worth it. You mm-hmm. know, Brian Flores saying the same thing. I might never be a head coach in the NFL again because of this, but it's worth it. Yeah. I respect that, man. 
he's not going to win. He might take some kind of settlement like Colin Kaepernick did because Colin Kaepernick couldn't prove he was blackballed, you know, and Brian Flores can't prove that he was not hired based on race. Yeah. Like you said, unless he had a smoking gun, unless he had a text or email from somebody saying we don't want black coaches in the league. Yeah. There's no way you can prove that. So the most he'll get is a settlement. But I do feel for him, man. I feel for the struggle. But at the same time, like I said, it's not the biggest deal for me. You know, that number. I think we we need ownership, man. I don't know. Sports, it just seems like sometimes it's just a mess, man. Like it's there there are problems like I think the Rooney rule or something like it, it should apply to regular people jobs like let's say a, a, the executive branch of or the executive board on Chase Bank, you yeah. need to have a certain amount of like black or minority people in there or else it's always going to be white, yeah. you know? And that's like a realistic job somebody can get. Yeah. The NFL head coach is not a realistic job for most people, man. Let's be real. Yeah. So even if they get more black coaches, what does that really solve? It's just symbolic. Yeah. You know, like, hey, look, we got some now, guys. Like, look. Yeah. Yeah. Now shut up. <laughs> Quick complaint. Yeah, exactly. We put in racism in the yeah. end zone. We got three black coaches now. Aren't yeah. y'all Negroes happy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, because the, the, the same problem happened in the NBA. Then the NBA got more black coaches, and what happened? Mm-hmm. Like, what What was the end result of that? How do we better our lives as black people by getting more black head coaches in the NBA? Yeah. And he didn't. Yeah. And I I would like to have an uh, NFL player on just to talk to him. But do players really, you know, take having a black – I mean, do they really care about how many black coaches is it, it is in the yeah. league or do they just want to win? I feel like I, I never really seen anyone complain whenever a white person get hired. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Eric Bieniemy, he was up for a couple jobs last year. And when he didn't get those jobs, I ain't see people like, man, what the like they hired this white guy. This is crazy. Like I hear more about people complaining about the Patriot way over that. Yeah. So I just I wonder, do play uh, active players really care about that? Did they care about if the coach was black or white? That's a good question, man, because I don't know. Like sometimes I feel like. Number one, I feel like Mike Tomlin is disrespected by his own players in a way that a white coach wouldn't be. Mm-hmm. You know, the way Juju Smith, I think it was Juju Smith, who was fucking taking uh, videos in the locker room and shit. Or was that Antonio Brown? That was Antonio was Brown, yeah. It was Antonio Brown, yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know, he ain't do that shit with Bruce Arians. He walked off the field, but he ain't fucking record yeah. the locker room speech and shit. So, yeah, people ass naked behind him. Yeah. Yeah. It's like stuff like that. And then like the whole thing with the Brooklyn Nets hiring Steve Nash, who had never coached before, kind of a Josh McCown situation here. And then you have Kevin Durant, Kyrie, some of those pro black Kyrie. He was cool with that. Yeah. He didn't speak out and say, hey, we should get a black coach here. Like, no, they signed off on that. Now, let's be real. Yeah. Like I said, I never heard a player say, man, no, this is fucked up. We need a black coach. I know, I ain't seen nobody complain about uh, Mark Jackson getting fired and Steve yeah. Kerr, who didn't have coaching experience. I don't think just walk right in. I don't. I never heard nobody really complain about that. I think. I think these players, and I don't want to speak for players. I'm not a player, obviously, but mm-hmm. 
I don't think they care about that. I think they care more about winning. If you could come in and do your job and win, mm-hmm. I think that trumps everything. But I I think it's I th- I just think it's strange how they treat somebody like a David Cully, who you know never been a coordinator or head coach at any level, and how they treat a Josh McCown, who you know who probably who who don't have any coaching experience. At least Cully was in the NFL coaching mm-hmm. something for twenty five plus years. It's just you know it's it seems like people don't you know want to compare that at all, but it's like man like. Cully was set up to fail. <laughs> we, yeah. we all knew it. We all, you know, and he wasn't a good coach here. But before he even stepped on the field, man, it was like, this guy's not good. This guy never, he was never even coordinator, guys. This guy was never even the head coach. And he said this in the press conference. It's, you know, it's it's like we all knew this dude sucked before he even played, oh, before he even coached. And, you know, you turn around and, you know, you offer somebody who never coached at all. It's just, you know, I don't understand how people don't really see that. Yeah, man, I agree. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But it and, is... and people and people get mad. Why you got to bring race into this? Of course. And yeah, it's course like, do. like, do y'all think that's <laughs> I'll just be wanting to ask people, like, do y'all think that's right? <laughs> For somebody with the same qualifications, one person you said, nah, nah, he he haven't even been a coordinator or a head coach. Mm-hmm. And then this person with the same qualifications, well, you know, you just gotta try something different. <laughs> you know, just see just see what happens. Like nobody was saying that with Cully. Nobody's saying that, yeah. hey, let's just see what happens. You never know. They might be smart, blah, blah, blah. So uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of curious. I know we getting into the Texans shit. That's all good. But I'm kind of curious to see what the chatter would be when, you know, if they do hire McCown and he start off one and seven <laughs> or, you know, he have a worse record than Cully did. Mm-hmm. I wonder, is it going to be like, let this guy go or is it give him give him a little time? You know, he's still learning. No, he's their guy. And that kind of goes in the problem with these you know, hiring decisions like, look, white people going to hire their friends, man. Mm-hmm. And their friends are most likely other white people. You know, if you ain't in that good boys club, you know, everybody talks about the Patriot way and people hiring it out the Patriots tree. What's the Patriots tree consist of all white people, man? Like, yeah, mostly. <laughs> so it, if you're hiring from that tree, it's going to be mostly white people you choosing from. So like, Part of me wishes that we would stop trying to force ourselves into white spaces and and build something for ourselves and yeah. put ourselves first. But at the same time, I kind of understand, like, you know, somebody has to make the change and yeah. it has to start something. The same thing happened with the civil rights movement, man. Some people thought that we shouldn't fight for segregation. We should just build up our own. Yeah. But, you know, I get that to, to change the mentality of the nation Sometimes you got to force your way in and then yeah. change things from there. So I understand that, yeah. but I don't know, man. It's, it, it, I, it's, it's really tough because like even in everyday life, man, I like radio mm-hmm. and you know, I grew to like sports talk radio 
I would like to work for, you know, a station I like. It shouldn't be mm-hmm. a thing where I'm like, oh, I got to build my own and start from scratch. Start from yeah. scratch. I should, you know, if I like this, I should be able to jump right into it and work for that person. It, mm-hmm. it shouldn't be a thing where it's like, oh, you know, I can't, I can't do it. And, you know, I wouldn't, I wasn't around back then during segregation and all that stuff in the 60s, but. Mm-hmm. I'm sure some people just wanted to ride the fucking bus <laughs> to work. I don't think they wanted to try to, you know, create their own bus system and all that. <laughs> they just want to sit. They just want to sit in the front. They just want to hop on like normal people. But then you had some of the people that's like, "Fuck that! Let's build our own shit." But it's sad. I mean, it, I wouldn't say it's sad to say, but some people aren't built like that. Some people just want to work a regular, a regular job, retire, and that's it. Some people want their own business, so I think I think that's what it is when it comes to the NFL. I think people like um, Brian Flores, he had dreams of coaching in the NFL. Man, he probably grew up watching it. He you know played it at a high school level or college or something like that, and wanted to wanted to be an NFL coach. It shouldn't be a thing where it's like, oh, all right, I got to take a chance and build my own and. Sometimes you just want to be in that game that you love so much, too. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I understand, you know, you know, I understand from his perspective. And but yeah, I, I don't know how this ends. I don't I don't see any, it really changing anything, even yeah. if we get more black head coaches. That's the difficult thing, man. But yeah. also, here's the thing, too. When it comes to the NFL, I, one thing I've learned in the past few years, niggas ain't going to stop watching. Nah, nah, man. You're not. Remember nah. that fake-ass boycott they acted like they were doing back when yeah. Kaepernick was blackballed? Yes. What, dog, this this last the, – these playoff games have been the highest-rated NFL games in a while. Yeah. And everybody's watching it. Black Twitter is ablaze every Sunday <laughs> talking about these damn games. And I'm like, wait a minute, y'all. Kaepernick still ain't in the league, you know. Oh, I know y'all ain't won over by that end racism in the end zone. Y'all was critical of Jay Z when he was working with the NFL on the entertainment front. So wait a minute, what happened to all the anger? Mm -hmm. Like, what is the? Why should the NFL change? Like, what incentive do they have just to look better for people who don't even watch it? Yeah, because they're still gonna rake in money at the end of the day. So what? Why would they have to change? That's yeah. the issue. Like, if you want really want to boycott shit, do it. But you know, you know, you're not going yeah. to. I think. I think it. Like I said, I think. I don't think they really care about the fans trying to take a stand. It's going to take the players and coaches. To, yes. To do something if they decide not to play a game or something like that. But they scared. Yeah, I think they scared. Niggas ain't even want to kneel. Yeah. And that wouldn't even cost you nothing at that time, man. Yeah. So, so I think people scared. And the other thing, I think people really didn't care. They just want to punch punch a clock, get their bread as they you know as they should. I, I'm not mad at that, and go on about their day. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, so yeah, I don't see it changing really because I don't see yeah. why the NFL has a reason to. You know, yeah. I'm sure they just think this will blow over like everything else does. I'm sure they'll give them a settlement. Yeah. and then it'll go away like the Kaepernick thing, man. So yeah, the NFL is a juggernaut. Americans ain't going to stop watching football for any reason. One thing I've learned, 
So, yeah, y'all can talk all the talk y'all want, but until I see y'all really taking a stand and saying, nah, <laughs> fuck it, I don't fuck with the NFL no more. Dog, mm-hmm. I'll admit, I have not watched a single game since the Texans season ended. Damn. <laughs> That's not out of a political statement. I just haven't felt like watching football. But mm-hmm. I can I can live without football. Mm-hmm. Most people can't, though. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's like, why, why are they going to change when they already know they got people and they ain't going nowhere. So, yeah, I I, it's what it is. Yeah. Enjoy your black quarterbacks, at least. Yeah. One more thing on the Brian Flores thing. Um, a lot of people kept saying, oh, why? Why he ain't say nothing back in 2019 when they tried to pay him the tank or lose games? Look, man, it's we all go through a lot as, as a, I'm saying this as a black man, too. You all go through a lot of shit that, you know, you can't really say anything. <laughs> you can't mm-hmm. come out and take a stance because that might be the end of your career (laughs) like imagine if this dude came out in 2019 when he got the job and talk about how this man paid him to lose games his career is over Hmm. and And he is when he still has the job too he would be fired immediately yes and on top of that this was pre uh george floyd so people really wasn't giving the outside the Kaepernick shit. People wasn't really caring about the racism shit going on or, you know, uh, alleged racism in the NFL. So that shit would have blown right over, man. People would have said, oh, damn, that would have w- went out the window and he wouldn't have been in the NFL again. So but now I think uh, post George Floyd, it seemed like media outlets like ESPN, Fox Sports, all this other stuff, they care They care a little too much or show that they care too much. So they play that shit and talk about that shit all day long. And, you know, back in 2019, they probably wouldn't have did that. So I think right now, him coming out right now was the perfect time for him. So um, it makes sense for him to wait like this. And plus he got uh, some receipts, you know, the Bill Belichick shit and he kind of got a little list of things where he could at least make a case. It, it, it wouldn't have worked if he came out in 2019. Yeah, man. I don't see why anybody would say that. Like, why didn't, why you were employed with them? Why didn't you bring up all the issues you had with them? I mean, look, yeah, th- a lot of people in their regular jobs, they say, hey, if, they, if there's things that are wrong that are happening, make a list of it. And then if some shit happens, like this happens all the time in the corporate world. Yeah, but suddenly I guess he's supposed yeah. to act differently because he's NAF. Yeah, know. to me this is like t- asking the Starbucks worker, man, why you work for them? They're racist, or why you still work for H and M? They they put a monkey on a, a, a shirt, <laughs> and it's like, like what is they supposed to do, man? Like if they like working there and they trying to work their way up or trying to get something else eventually, they supposed to go out guns blazing like that? Then they won't have a job. <laughs> So it just it just didn't make sense. I think Brian Flores felt like, you know, fuck it. Like, I, you know, if I lose it, I lose it. I made some money, <laughs> and, you know, I'm prepared to, you know, never work again in the NFL. So fuck yeah. it. But he couldn't do that in 2019. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, last question. Uh, last podcast, we did predict that Josh McCown would be named head coach by now. He has not. Uh, the Texans head coach job is still up in the air. Uh, do you still think that Josh McCown will be named the head coach of the Texans pretty soon? 
or this season at all. I think so, man. I think so. I think they would have been dead it this week, mm-hmm. but with the Florida shit dropping, I, I felt like they it, it probably wasn't a good time to do it right in the heart of that. So I think they're going to go with Josh McCown. I think they're going to make some statement like, oh, this was the best person for this situation. And, you know, he's, you know, he's familiar with us. They're going to they gonna juice it all up and pretty much say this was the best candidate. So I think I think so for sure. I think it's him. I actually don't think they can do it now. Really? I don't think they can. Number one, I feel like they regret firing David Culley at this point, probably, because they could have kept him for one more year, then got mm-hmm. rid of him. Yeah. But now they're stuck because there's no positive spin you can put on hiring Josh McCown now, especially after the Brian Flores shit. I, I think they're in a lose lose situation, man. Yeah. I think they no, nah, they gotta go a different direction at this point, I feel. Like maybe get him on a coaching staff at least. And get Josh McCown some actual experience so it looks a little better when you name him head coach. But they can't go out the gate, say, fuck it. I don't think it's going to happen now. But see, see, that might be even worse, man. Because, look, I think that would have made sense if they kept Cully, they fired Mm -hmm. Tim Kelly, and they bring in Josh McCown as the offensive coordinator. At that point, it's like, all right, cool, they setting him up. And, you know, after two years, if Cully ain't doing nothing, let him go. That that kind of makes sense. But to hire a brand-new coach, let's say is the other guy, Jonathan Gannon. Let's say they hire him and they put um, Josh McCown as the offensive coordinator. This dude about to be looking behind his back all year yeah. long, man. So so let's say he have a 4-13 and season. Are you about to let him go and then uh, fire yet another coach in <laughs> in two years, two coaches in two years, and then bring in a third coach? That, man, it might go full Cleveland Browns, man. I don't know. Man, like they, that, <laughs> I just that, say, fuck that, it. That shit gonna look crazy, and they only doing that because of Brian Flores. So I I, I think that's kind of crazy, and at that point, I think the GM job should be in jeopardy. <laughs> If you doing all that musical chairs bullshit with the coaches. So I think yeah. I think to be honest, the best thing they should do is just, you know, just take the heat, man. <laughs> if you really wanted McCown, fuck it. Just go with it. Take the heat. You already been getting crushed anyway. I, I, I just think it's crazy to hire somebody you didn't really want in the beginning again. <laughs> and I think they probably wanted the other guy more than Cully, but to hire somebody again and try to put McCown on the staff somehow to eventually make him the head coach. At that point, it's like, what the fuck is y'all doing, man? I, I know the Houston Texans are a little lenient mm-hmm. and they keep people around because they trust them and loyalty and all that stuff. But if this was any other team, man, they would have been gone because it's like, no, you hired this coach who never coached before. You hired this guy you let him go to promote another coach. And it's like, what is you doing at this point? Yeah. Um, I just think they have to abandon their plan for making him head coach for the foreseeable future, man. Because mm. when you look at things, okay, the players are mostly black. Yeah. Now you bring this guy in, they're not going to want to play for him, man. Like I, like I know the professionals are going to play regardless. But look, we already know 
the Texans players can be very opinionated on social media when they feel like it, especially Lonnie Johnson. <laughs> so you already know, like, they're unsatisfied. Every player that leaves this organization talks about it like they just got freed from fucking, uh, what was that movie? Uh, well, Morgan Freeman in the prison. Oh, uh, Shaw Sank, Shaw Sank, Shank. Yeah, <laughs> talking about they got freed and, yeah. and they're <laughs> finally outside the prison, man. So, yeah, I don't see how they can do it at this point at all because now you're risking a mutiny from the players, yeah. saying, "Wait a minute, now you can't bring this white boy with no actual experience in." over black like you can't do that so it, it will be an issue with the fans it'll be an issue with the media and with the players mm. is josh mccown worth all that yeah hell they, they can't think so man because yeah. they, they thought so they would have brought him in last year yeah so i don't know I, I just don't think it's gonna happen it can't happen now i will be shocked if it happens now really? well not that shocked but i'll be fairly shocked if they actually, after all this, bring in Josh McCown. Yeah, I, I don't be, see how you can I justify be, it. I would be shocked if they didn't bring him in, man, because they interviewed his ass three times, once yeah. last year and twice this year. And I don't know anybody who had that many interviews and didn't get the job. <laughs> I don't so know, I, man. I would be kind of shocked because it been a Josh McCown love fest <laughs> when it came to the Texans. And, yeah, I would be shocked, man. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. I don't think it's going to happen now, but I could be wrong, man. Craziest shit has happened. So we will see. And yeah, we'll monitor that and see what goes on with the Brian Flores lawsuit as well, man. Interesting things happening on a 2022 Black History Month. So, yeah. yeah. Um, Other things happening this week. Um, I guess we'll kind of speed run it. Spend a little bit of time on that. Uh, So how do you feel about all these artists apparently leaving Spotify because of the Joe Rogan podcast. <laughs> if y'all don't know, the Joe Rogan podcast is pretty much the biggest podcast, you know, going right now. Joe Rogan, who was a comedian, actor slash UFC commentator, has a podcast where he brings in controversial people. You know, sometimes it's comedian friends, sometimes, you know, UFC people, sometimes actors and singers and sometimes COVID people you know mm-hmm. to talk scientists right wing uh talking heads and he'll mix up sometimes he brought in cornell west he brings in neil degrasse tyson he'll bring in some people to mix it up a little bit but it seems lately he's been bringing more and more controversial voices to the platform of course spotify uh got the rights to the podcast for a hundred million dollars which i believe is the most they've ever paid for any podcast and mm-hmm. I think that's kind of what made Joe Budden mad during that whole time, too, because he got way more than they did. Yeah. But he has way more listeners, too. So there's that. Yeah. Uh, but there are now several artists who have requested their music be pulled off of Spotify in protest because they are uh, because of their deal with Joe Rogan. Most famous is Neil Young, who did it uh, about a couple weeks ago. He said, you're spreading fake that. Va- information about vaccine potentially causing death to those who believe this disinformation spread by them and they said they can have rogan or young not both (laughs) also Joni mitchell crosby stills and nash and the one name we do know india re also made a statement saying that she wants her music pulled 
and she also cited uh, some racist or racial, I will say, stuff that Joe Rogan has said in the past. I will say straight up racist, man. He made a joke he about was... playing the apes. Oh, really? He, uh, I know you said, said the N-word a lot, too. Yeah, there was that, but he also told a story. This was years ago, to be fair. He had this podcast for like 15 plus years now, I think, at this point. Um, and there was a, a story he was telling about going to go see their uh, new Planet of the Apes movie. And he was making a, a telling a story about how he went to go see it, like in the hood. And oh, he God. said uh, he was asking the guy, like, is this a safe theater to go to? And the guy was like, yeah. And he said, I walked in and it was Planet of the Apes in the theater. It was oh, like, God, man. <laughs> that's fucked up. Yeah. But, uh, so oh, yeah, man. it was that and him saying nigga, nigga with the R, hard ER at the end, too. So, uh, yeah, that's why she wants her music pulled. And Mary Trump, the niece of President Donald Trump, wanted mm-hmm. to remove her podcast, the Mary Trump show, which I didn't even know existed. Yeah, uh, I didn't even know she. I I never even heard of. I just checked her out. I'm like, damn. Me neither. She, she seemed like she the opposite of Trump, which is weird <laughs> because what audience are you going for? Yeah, I was. Are the liberals gonna be down with the niece of Donald Trump? Even if you talking liberals, Man, I don't know. That's crazy. I, so I went to her Twitter and I looked to see if we had any mutual followers. Mm-hmm. And she, it's a lot of people I'm cool with that I know stand for kind of what we stand for mm-hmm. and they all follow her i'm like i'm like damn that's kind of that's kind of strange and she it, i think what's even more strange that you know she got black lives matter in her bio yeah she got the uh lgbtq flag in her bio and um she's still using the name trump i feel like a, the last name trump is kind of tainted a little bit <laughs> So oh, definitely. Yeah, so her last name Trump. She um she clearly said she's the niece of Donald Trump. It's like I wouldn't use that. I might have to use another last name or just Marielle or something. I don't know. Because well, it's no like because that, that could, that's that's the where the fame comes from. Yeah. So I, she has to use it, but she has to be like I'm related, but the same way Barack Obama has a brother in like mm-hmm. Africa. But he's like way, he's super right wing and crazy. Mm. But he still uses the Obama name. Malik Obama, I think his name is. Mm. And he still uses Obama's name because, I mean, that's what the attraction is. But he's completely opposite of everything Obama stands for. So (laughs) Mm. I think this is the same thing here with Mary Trump and Donald (laughs) Trump. So, but anyway, uh, we digress. Uh, How do you feel about this, man? Do you think that um, Spotify is going down? Because of this, do you think more artists will boycott the streaming service? And do you think this is titles time now? Uh, it been titles time, man. Okay, I don't okay, okay. That's not a paid endorsement. Okay, but, okay. But um, man, I I never really cared for Joe Rogan. I ain't really listened to him like that outside of the you know some of the interviews he had where I was interested in that person. But um. I don't see Spotify removing him, man. That dude make too much money. He been making money for years. He's the, he might be the reason why Spotify is is still up there, man. So I just don't see them. I, I can because no disrespect to the, all these artists that's taking a stand. I think they'd be fine without these artists. 
I th- you know, unless, you know, some bigger names, you know, Drake, Adele, and, you know, some of the top-tier artists in the game, unless they start saying, hey, no, take it off, take it off, I think they're going to have to figure out something. But I don't think there's no way in hell they getting rid of um, – um, buddy right here, Joe Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah, they're definitely not. Not for the people listed. Yeah. Um, and and jo- Neil Young is a big artist, but yeah. Joe Rogan has 15 million listeners, man. So yeah, yeah, it, it, that's not gonna happen. I I will admit, I did listen to Joe Rogan a few years ago. I want to say when I was in college, which seems to be the typical age of people listening to Joe Rogan, <laughs> is when you are a young male in college. And his podcast to me back then was actually really interesting. I used to listen to it pretty much every week, man. He had funny comedians on that I never heard of, but were hilarious. People like Joey Diaz, who I still listen to, man, he's dope. Burt Kreischer is funny. Like he had interesting people that had interesting life stories. And he's a good interviewer. That's one thing about him. He's a good interviewer. When he gets celebrities on, he gets better interviews out of them than he does most than most people get from these celebrities man because he asked like real shit mm-hmm. uh lately he has definitely gone down that uncomfortable right wing uh, COVID is a conspiracy kind of shit man he's he doesn't say COVID is a conspiracy but he's like against this whole the mass mandates the cancel culture shit and whenever any white guy talks about cancel culture i get a tingling feeling man i'm like yeah where is this going, man? <laughs> I just get the feeling like you're going to be racist next. Yeah. I, I don't know why, but it's just whenever somebody <laughs> says cancel culture, I'm like, next you're going to talk about Black Lives Matter. I know what's coming, man. <laughs> so he is definitely like, there's a lot of people who I've just had to stop fucking with in the past few years, especially since Trump. Yeah. That I just can't listen to no more that I can't fuck with no more. And Joe Rogan's been one of them, man. I can't fuck with his podcast anymore just because the people he's had on, like Milo Yiannopoulos, these uh, Jordan Peterson, Ben Shapiro, people who were racist, man. They (laughs) said some fucked up shit about a lot of people. And he's had them on his podcast. He's entertaining. He's giving them a platform, man. Biggest podcast out there. You're putting these right-wing assholes on, man. So I can't fuck with him no more, but... The it, the podcast is not, not going anywhere. They spend a hundred million on him, and even if they give him, they lose him, or uh, they terminate the deal. Joe Rogan's still going to be okay. That's the issue. So yeah. I don't know what's going to happen, man. Like I, I don't see them unless somebody like a Taylor Swift comes out and says, "I'm going to pull my music unless you get rid of Joe Rogan." They're not even going to consider it for these people who have been listed. It's been like small time artists, man. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. We'll I, see. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> so uh, next up on the topic list, man, I don't want to talk about the Fresh Prince. Reba. Why'd you put that in there? Figgy? <laughs> I want to get, you, about- <laughs> I wanna get your thoughts on it, man. We, Why'd you ask about the Fresh Prince? Re- reboot, re- remember, reboot? remember where it, when it first dropped? Early on, it was a young director, somebody that was unknown, and he put that together. <laughs> and Will Smith saw it, and he was impressed by it, and he picked it up, and he became one of the producers of it. 
it was, you know, it was called. Now, this is called Bel Air. It's not Fresh Prince of Bel Air. It's called Bel Air. It's pretty much the Fresh Prince, but in a darker scene, more drama. And we all know Fresh Prince, Fresh Prince was more of a comedy, but this one is, is it's more serious. Is you know a, a black man, um, a young black kid from Philly going to Bel Air, where he's kind of the uh, the outcast and you know drama and racism, all that shit going on. So uh, I think it's I think it's premiering on Peacock this month. <laughs> So uh, I, I'm not sure if I'm gonna wa- I'm gonna probably watch the first. Yeah, episode. you're gonna watch it, Figgy. I'm gonna, watch the, I'm gonna watch the first you're episode. Watch this shit. But um, yeah, man, I'm not really. Look, man, I the salute to the producer or the uh, the creator who came up with this idea because he was he was kind of like one of us. This wasn't like a big corporation who decided to do this. This was a young man who you know who was messing around and came up with this plot. So um, salute to him, man. I, you know, I can't be mad at that. But the only problem I have with this is I just hate the whole theme of this being Fresh Prince. I think if this was named something else, if this was named um, uh, Coolio High or I don't know, if it was named something else, I think I think the um, I think it could have had potential. Because the plot, uh, the Fresh Prince plot, it's, it's kind of a simple plot, to be honest. And I think a lot of, sh- I think you can make a lot of shows like that, that's similar. You can, you know, fortunately, uh, Fresh Prince was more of a comedy sitcom. You can make a whole movie about that in a, in a, a serious role. And it could be named something else. And a lot of people wouldn't even put two and two together. But, um... That's the that's the only problem I have with it, man. I don't like the whole, you know. Hey, this is Uncle Phil. Oh, oh, this is supposed to be Jeffrey. Oh, this is supposed to be Will Smith, because Fresh Prince was, you know, that kind of bring us laughter, <laughs> and I don't want to see it in a serious mode, man. I think I I, I think I'm serioused out since 2020, and so I I just don't like that part of it. That's the only problem I have with it. But salute to this young man. For you know, creating something like this. Now, fuck him, man. Like, <laughs> let, let's be real, dog. What creativity does it make to do something like this? Like, okay, I'll give him. I guess if he directed this shit and actually filmed it, kudos to him. <laughs> he could have made some original, man. Like, this shit's so stupid. Why does everything need a, a fucking reboot at this point, man? Like, all of them have failed. The one thing I blame for this, I'm gonna mm-hmm. go back to when Christopher Nolan's the Batman movie. When he did a mm-hmm. uh, fucking, what was it called? Batman Begins. Mm-hmm. Because after that, we had to have everything that was kind of comedic at first. Because remember the Batman movies before that was kind of jokey and kitty. They yeah. brought it back to a serious and gritty. Yeah. And now every superhero movie got it from DC was serious and gritty. Then every, they made the Power Rangers, but they made like a serious and gritty version. And then it became popular to make like, oh, a serious version of these comedies, like a serious version of fucking the mask, the movie or some shit like that. Like uh, I'm sick of it, man. I don't know else to say. Uh, It's just corny to me at this point. Like (laughs) why do we have to keep doing this? Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. I agree, man. Like I said, I I wish it was, 
something totally different. But just the whole, I think just for the simple fact that it got reboot right there and it's a play off of Fresh Prince, that's what everybody is sold on. And it's like, I don't want to see Fresh Prince is one of my favorite sitcoms of all time. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, I think it's I think it's cool conversation wise to, you know, bring it up. Um, what if, you know, it was like this or like that? But um, yeah, man, I just I, I, I like I said, it started off with the guy just kind of filming everything on his own mm-hmm. and it went viral on social media. But I think it went a little too far when Will Smith picked it up. And yes. it's kind of like, uh, like I don't want to see that because they got they got shows like that already, man. What's the show with the high school football player? I forgot the uh, name of that show, but it's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I, for, I forgot the name of it, but that's kind of the same shit, man. Uh, 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 a young black man from the hood who going to a um, pretty much a uh, all white school, a, 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 a star a star on the team and kind of going through things feeling awkward trying to fit in with these rich people or whatever it is that's it's pretty much the same thing and like i said i don't think it would i don't think it would hurt a lot if they just had a different name for the different type of characters it would have been like hey it's just another one of these type of shows but for the simple fact is fresh print or bel air and it's a playoff of Fresh Prince. It's kind of like, all right, man. Like, I hope I hope this don't be a trend. Earlier, I showed you the SNL skit uh, mm-hmm. when they did the um, they did the joke off of Family Matters, and they made Family Matters serious. <laughs> yeah, I just hope that don't become a trend where they try to do that with all the comedies. If it's like, uh, uh, I don't want to see a serious version of Martin. Or a serious version of um, uh, the Jamie Foxx show or something. Well, figure. I hate to tell you, if this is successful and it probably will be at least for the first season, they gonna do it again. Yeah, they gonna do a different world next. I agree. Okay. Yeah, I was I was thinking that somebody <laughs> going to college. Yes, and yeah, they, they it's not gonna stop here, man. So just be prepare yourself. We are heading into hell. Media wise. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah be prepared for it. Um, and other news, we'll speed run the rest of this shit real quick, man. Uh, the Boondocks reboot has been canceled, mm. apparently. Cedric Yarbrough, who does a voice of uh, that Uncle Tom guy, the Tom character, Tom Dubois, he revealed that Sony Pictures has pulled the plug on the reboot. He said the show right now is not coming back. I don't know if this is breaking news, but we've been wanting to do the show and Sony decided they're going to pull the plug. So I don't know. Maybe one day we'll revisit it, but I wish the show was coming back. Mm. And then Sony did confirm the cancellation and they said the series will not be moving forward at HBO Max. Mm. Do you feel any type of way about this? Uh, I'm not. I'm not really a fan of them doing this reboot anyway, man. I think once John with the spoon passed, uh, God rest his soul. I just think it's hard to, you know, watch this again. <laughs> you know what I mean, without his voice. So I think I think it's look. I think it's nothing wrong with just letting something go. I know you know the the end of it all is trying to get money, but 
I just I I just think it's fine with just leaving it how it is and just closing that chapter, closing that book. I would be on board if they if it was like a spinoff or something like that. I would be fine with that because you kind of starting something. You you close the chapter on one thing and you going somewhere else. Just like you know, I know you're not the biggest power fan now, but yeah. them closing the chapter of that first one with ghosts and all Tommy all that shit. They closed that chapter. So that's done. So they kind of spent spent it off in something else. I have one question about that, too, by the way. How is it going from Power Book 2 Ghost to Power Book 4 with Tommy? What happened to Book 3? Is there a Book 3? I wonder if that Kanan shit is is considered a Power Book 3. So that's coming out after Book 4? Uh, it's just a mess, man. No, I, uh, I think I think it started with Power, Power Book Two Ghosts. Um, Kanan came out after that. Oh, Kanan already came out. Can- yeah, Kanan raising. Oh, okay, Kanan. I didn't know yeah. that. I, oh, okay, okay, that makes sense. Okay, I yeah. didn't know. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Power. I looked it up now. Power Book Three is raising Kanan. Oh, okay. So yeah. Okay, it makes sense. So, yeah, I agree about Boondocks. You need to let some things lie at this point. The last season they did was terrible. I know the original guy wasn't involved, but still, it was awful. John Witherspoon is dead. Now, I don't want to see no more Fridays, and I don't want to see no more Boondocks, okay? He was a yeah. heart of both of them, and now that he's yeah. gone, it's too late, people. You should have did it just, earlier. Just wait till they make a Friday, a serious version of Friday. Oh God! Oh God! <laughs> so That's smoke, coming next. Instead of Smokey just being the weed head, it's gonna be like a he gonna be like he on pills or something. Yeah. yeah, it's gonna be serious. Like, oh my yeah. goodness, he just he keep twitching and something yeah, is wrong. He, he has something. Mental he got a illness. lace with fentanyl. Fentanyl was in his shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. He hit the angel yeah. dust too hard, so now he, yep. you know, mental illness. Yep. 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 <laughs> Uh, also, uh, there's a new versus alert mm-hmm. music, soul child and Anthony Hamilton. <laughs> Do you have, a, if you had a snoring drop, we'll play it right now. Yeah. That's what indicates they, sleep. Yeah. This a little Valentine, this a little Valentine's yeah. day version, but oh, God. yeah, I, I'll probably check it out, but I'm not about to be sitting there with the popcorn and all that stuff. But I, I, I do feel better that it's not no typical New York <laughs> Timberlands and you know this is hip hop y'all. Yeah, it's not that. And um, yeah, I'll be interested to see how it goes. Can you ever remember in your life like seeking out an Anthony Hamilton song and playing it on purpose? Not really. I ain't never go to the. <laughs> I ain't never search Anthony Hamilton Pandora. <laughs> but. Yeah, <laughs> who the fuck likes Anthony Hamilton? Man? I'm sorry, dog. And I like where I'm from. I thought that was a good song. Yeah, but everything else since then, you don't like man, Charlene, one, dog. No, man. <laughs> that song where he talks about y'all them being broke, but it's okay. Like nobody wants to hear that shit, man. It's too realistic. Yeah, and, and his voice is annoying too. He's not as bad as John Legend, though. John Legend's the worst. But yeah, Music Soul Child got some songs, man. But yeah, I will I will be missing this versus intentionally. <laughs> I will not be watching for it. Um, do you think Harden, James Harden, will leave the Nets? There are rumors about that he might get traded to the Philadelphia 76ers, maybe a Ben Simmons trade. I think so. You think that'll happen? I think I think he want to be with Daryl Morey. 
So I, I think that's very possible. And I think, look, man, ain't nobody really talking about this, but it's wild how Ben Simmons is not playing this year. Yeah, 100%. All because he, not, he don't want to play for them. I know Deshaun Watson didn't play either, mm-hmm. but at least he had the legal shit, <laughs> the lawsuits to kind of cover it up a little bit. But this motherfucker not playing because he want to be traded <laughs> and haven't played a game this year. <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of crazy. And I ain't, and I don't, I don't look at Ben Simmons as like a superstar. Like, damn, we missing Ben Simmons on the court type person. But that's kind of a big deal, man. <laughs> it one hundred percent is, man. I think it's one of those out of sight, out of mind things where you know, since he's not there, you're not even thinking about it. But when he comes back, that will be a huge issue. Like, damn, you just quit on your team and just mm-hmm. came back. But then it's going to be Brooklyn. So who knows? It might be rejuvenated. Yeah. Uh, I do. There has been a lot of things leaking out about James Harden not being happy in New York, in Brooklyn. Um, apparently, the nightlife is just not what he thought it would be, I'm sure. Strip clubs yeah. whack over there. Ain't no State turkey tax. leg over there. Ain't no turkey leg hut to go after the game. <laughs> Ain't no dream wings. Uh, yeah, and then you got Kyrie playing halftime. Kevin Durant always hurt now. So, yeah, I'm sure he's looking at this like this wasn't what it's supposed to be. You know, <laughs> it ain't the Rockets. It yeah. ain't that bad. But, no, nah, we're supposed to contend for championships over here. Yeah. So, I wouldn't be surprised if he got traded at this point. Yeah, I think he either. probably should get traded at this point. He haven't really been having the James Harden year either. Yeah, the so. rule changes, I think, is taking an effect on him. I mean, he's yeah. had some good games, but he's been on a decline. He made the All-Star game barely. Yeah. He averaged, what, 22 points this year so far? So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else you want to talk about, man? Anything else you want to recover or cover uh, for this week? No, that's it. Uh uh oh update on my playstation games i got some oh yeah i got oh, some yeah. games in the serato now so um Go ahead. i got the avengers okay I, I got that spider-man miles morales good game good game i got the last of us <laughs> good game, so good I, game. i've been playing that a lot yep. I, got, I got a plague uh a plague tale I never played that game. I ain't played that game yet, but it looks super cool. <laughs> okay, okay. Plague Tale. I don't know if I heard of that. P L A G U E Tale. T A L E. Innocent. I ain't heard of that. I've I probably seen it before, but I, I can't remember. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got Assassin's Creed Origins. Okay, okay. But that's a black one, too. That's a good one. That's a yeah. one that's set in Egypt. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, I, I kind of went on the splurge buying games. Yeah, I'm telling and, you. Um, they were on sale, weren't they? They was on sale, like 60% yeah. off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got another game called Detroit. <laughs> um, Become Human. Yeah, that's yeah. one with, uh, what's his name from Grey's Anatomy? Oh, really? Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. What's his fucking name? I can't remember his name now, but yeah, he's in that game <laughs> on yeah. the fucking cover. Yeah, so that's my update on games. So, yeah, I did a, it was a little sale. I'm like, well, let me get, I will say this, man. It's so much easier getting the games off the app. Yeah, scroll and boop. Put I that told in my you, man. Yeah, put it is already. Put that no, you part. ain't got to go to GameStop. Yeah, you ain't got to stop. Go get the game. Hang around around the nerds around the <laughs> yeah. waiting line. Nah, digital yep. is a way to go, dog. It's yeah. real convenient. Games be cheap on there. You install it from your phone to your PlayStation. You go home and it's already on there. So yeah, I like it, man. Beautiful thing, man. <laughs> yeah, beautiful thing. <laughs> 
Glad you enjoyed it, man. Glad yeah. to have you in the gaming community now. Yeah, so. I'm about to go home. Yeah. I, I want to play this game. <laughs> so it's a game on here called A Way Out. I don't know if you heard I've heard of that. I've heard yeah. of that, yeah. But the game, it requires two people to play. Oh shit! That's so, Dog, get 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 your wife a controller, man. Yeah, I only got one controller, bro. I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to get two. I'll tell you. Yeah, controllers. That's one of the thing I suck about PS5. The controls are expensive. They're like seventy bucks, man. So yeah, <laughs> I remember getting control. We used to get the knockoff controllers back in the day. Yeah, and I hated that because yeah. every time you went over your homeboy's house, he had like the shitty one. You had to use that yeah, one, the one that light up and shit. Yeah, <laughs> the see through stick, stick don't work sometimes. Either. Yeah. Yeah, bigger so. than the regular one. <laughs> this big ass she got remote. like sixty buttons on it. Like, what the fuck <laughs> is this shit for, man? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I miss them days. Now you can only get the official controller, man. So, yeah, yeah, but I'm glad you're enjoying it, man. Glad to have you in the gaming community. So enjoy yeah. your shit, man. Keep us updated on what you play and what you beat. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that music means we are out of time as if we had a time limit <laughs> for for the Genesis Dudes podcast again thank y'all all for listening man appreciate y'all uh, make sure y'all check out Best Of with Figgy 610 6-7pm Monday through Friday you doing his thing on there make sure you check out the Twitter spaces Figgy be up in there too they be having some exciting Texans and football conversations so Make sure y'all take part in that as well if you care to do so. Uh, shout out to everybody, friends of the show. We all love y'all. Um, that's all I got, man. Anything you got? That's it, man. Thank you for the uh, thank you to the supporters. Been rocking with us for day one. Um, yeah, that's all I got too, man. I'm just I'm 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 excited about this year. I know I keep saying that, but yeah, yeah, man, we doing our thing. <laughs> For sure, man, always. So make sure y'all stay warm, stay safe, and until next time, peace.